access granted to classified data. Welcome to the full force. The team Warrant Officer Flint is about to assemble is no ordinary group of people. They are drawn from the world's best military sources, experts in their chosen fields. Combined, they form the most able set of specialists ever assembled. Their name... Welcome to a very festive episode of The Full Force. My name is Christmas Clown, aka Diagnostic 80, and I'm joined by Edolf the Red-Nosed Game Deer and Dave the Christmas Tree. <laughs> this stuff writes itself. Together we will be bringing you news so fresh that it comes wrapped mint and sealed box, a figure review from the vault and boss fight builds that focuses on a special mail-away item, the Commander, and a very special competition giveaway courtesy of the very kind people at In Demand Toys and, of course, all the cool stuff. Whilst Dave is busy wrapping up his spanner for Eddie to open up on Christmas morning, I will dispense with the pleasantries and recite the usual contact and social network info. As always, you can keep up with the show after listening by following on Twitter at The Full Force, liking the Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Full Force, and if you'd like to contact the show, you can write to us via email on thefullforce at allthecoolstuff.co.uk with feedback, questions, or to ask, what is that bulging in Santa's sack? You can view content regarding the show on www.thefullforce.com. So, how are we, lads? We'll start with Eduardo. How are you, buddy? I'm very well, thank you, Christopher. Yes, feeling good, feeling great, funky, uh, aroused, <laughs> all, the, all these things. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm lactating. I'm lactating for my... my oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so I'm just like a, a, a steaming ball of uh, <laughs> fluid that, that's leaking from every orifice. And already we are in 18 rating territory, which is yeah, fine. Which boom. Is fine. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm very well, thank you. I've, uh, I've been quite busy with, uh, with work, and um, I've also been very busy rearranging my Action Force display. Cool. Yes. Is that what you posted the other day? Yeah, yeah. Those pictures have been amazing. Totes. Yes. Pretty, it's pretty good, isn't it? Um, I, I, I basically downsized. I put about a thousand figures into baggies and into storage and loads of loose vehicles. Yeah. And opted for the, the, the sort of box toy display and have a, a single figure of uh, Series 2 along with the vehicles, you know, as a complete run. Cool. Basically on one of the shelves and then the rest is just boxed and some carded stuff and things. It's quite good. So. Do you want me to put a picture of that in the, sh- in the show notes at this uh, stage? Yeah, you can do. Yeah, yeah. That's not a bad thing. So people can have a look at um, uh, my my crazy my crazy world, yes. My, my life on the edge, as it were. <laughs> nice, man. Cool. And are you, have you been buying much recently? I, t- I have bought <laughs> we can yes. get, we we can come to that later, obviously. But in yeah. a nutshell, I have been spending like Brewster's millions. <laughs> <laughs> My sack is empty. <laughs> I've I've been basically spraying my bank account 
all over the shops. <laughs> um, so it, it's, it's been very good. The internet is covered in my bank account. That's not surprising. The internet's covered in something else of mine. But anyway. Yes. Well, to be fair... I've completed Facebook, it. I've completed um, all of them. Facebook is now covered in, in Christopher McLeod. Yeah. So we've discussed in the past. Yes. Yeah. In the recent past, in fact. <laughs> um, I, I can't help but notice every time I go onto Facebook, in my timeline, it's just McLeod book. That's because I'm the only person you follow, right? <laughs> I think yeah, possibly, yeah. I do follow Dave a little bit, but that's only when I'm... <laughs> but I'm with good. you, with you, it, it, it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just you everywhere, Chris. You're you're everywhere. Lots of people swooning about you. We're with Chris McLeod. We're with Chris McLeod. Swoon, swoon, swoon. I don't know how to respond to that. No, I know. Uh, please don't. Um, obviously, you've become like a sexual icon and a gay icon. I've become a massive gay icon. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 crazy. And humorous at the same time. Yeah. And I do wonder, I do wonder if we're going to have a, a moment where you're in the courts uh, <laughs> and there's lots of people going to jail for stalking. That would be really weird. Yeah, yeah. I'd, uh, but it wouldn't surprise but me. But not that, impossible uh, either. <laughs> no, no, not with what I've been reading of late. <laughs> so uh, I am a little bit worried that one day we'll find you on a railway line. But... <laughs> <laughs> I worry about that every day. Yeah, so that that's uh, that's my my bit. Um, so Dave, over to you. Wow, I've been a busy boy. Okay, been... Chris, over to you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had no choice. <laughs> Go on, Dave. What were no, you? No, well been up played, to? well played. Nah, I've been to Hong Kong. That was pretty insane for for ten days. Then had farthest from last weekend. That was awesome. Which uh, Chris came down for, which was a bit of a giggle, and uh, the uh, the first ever Mont Calcon. So Moles. for any, any people who are listeners who are Star Wars fans, that was the world's first ever Mon Calamari and Quarren convention ever, ever, which was held the night before. And uh, yeah, that was a real giggle, but uh, a, a lot of work. And then this week has just been all getting ready for uh, Christmas. So going at full pelt, stocking shelves and shizniz, yeah, and breaking bits of the shop. But yeah, it's weird because I haven't had shows as such. I don't really count, say, like Farthest From as the same show because it's like in Fording Bridge. Yeah, it, yeah, it's literally 20 steps from your house, <laughs> yeah. right? it's not even 20 seconds, is it? No. But yeah, it, it, I've not had shows in terms of like traveling, but it's, it's been pretty crazy since uh, we last recorded. <laughs> And The Force Awakens is out, which... Have you seen it, Eddie? No, no. Please oh, don't talk good. about yeah. it. I think you and I are the only people who've not seen it yet. I think... <laughs> As if you two are the only people that haven't seen that film yet. The, the main people I associate in my friends group <laughs> with Star Wars. <laughs> the guy that runs farthest from and the guy that buys the toys. And like... <laughs> And you haven't seen that film yet. There are there are mothers that I wouldn't have expected to go and see that movie. That there are gone. children that were born this week that have seen it. <laughs> I, I can I can explain my my part in this. In uh, uh, I've decided to go on Christmas Eve. No way. Same here. Yeah, because I want to actually enjoy watching the film. I don't want to be in a room full of sweaty middle-aged men screaming like little. B 
Uh, I want to enjoy it. Enjoy my Christmas. Boom, boom, boom. Pish, posh, posh. That's it. Similar sort of reasons, actually. When the tickets went on sale, I uh, at that point in time, I was going to be doing something potentially for uh, a shopping centre in Disney. It's, it's still going ahead, but it was all a bit of a mess and I've declined to be involved because it wasn't going to turn out as what I think they think it will. So by the time I then went to look, all the seats were sold out. So I said to Chloe, well, look, let's book it for Christmas Eve because that's a nice cutoff point for me because, you know, I'll be closing the shop and then that's really where Christmas starts because it's quite stressful, you know, up to that point because you are just trying to literally do the best you can because you know January is going to be so dead. So I thought that would be cool. And then just like you say, on, on one hand, I'm kind of sad because... You're not caught up in the whole hype and that. And I will say, you know, when I was like seeing people's pictures and and that, I was like thinking, oh, I'm kind of missing out. But then on the flip side, I do just want to enjoy it for its own merits. Well, yeah, I, I think that's the, the, the important bit um, is yeah. enjoying it for how you want to watch it. I haven't had a Christmas off work since 1998. This is the first one since then. Nice. So I want to I have, because I haven't had a Boxing Day off since about 1999, I think was the last Boxing Day I had off. And I'm off over Christmas. And I, I want to kind of, I don't know when the next one's going to be. So I really, really want to make this uh, a special Christmas. And so that as a Christmas Eve bonus, for me, it's, like it's just going to make the whole Christmas period a most enjoyable experience. Totally. Yeah, good on you. I mean, I, I I went to see it, the midnight showing, but that was, uh, and I and I had concerns. I was thinking like the whole time, like, oh, it's going to be packed. It's going to be full of, you know, for lack of a better term, and um, I was just kind of. <laughs> Instead, kinda, I, you went with Nick. Yeah, but well, no, that was he was no, one. No, no, he did go with. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so yeah, we we kind of um, we thought you know let's kind of get there early uh we had some food first at tgi's and i'm kind of thinking oh it's going to be packed in there and that's going to be full of t- and it wasn't actually fa- thankfully it was at the, one of the smoothest movie experiences i've ever had and i think because we were so well because i was so pumped for it anyway i didn't at any point feel tired or do that thing where i mean i have in the past nodded off in 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 cinemas hang on that sounded really that was a bad choice of words i have um fallen asleep in a in a few shows before in in cinemas and like it, you know the kind of <laughs> if it's warm in there which it very rarely is then I'll be away it, yeah it was kind of like cuz it was so exciting and the whole thing was amazing i kind of yeah it kind of kept me going but it was one of the smoothest movie going experiences i've ever had we got into the queue which we thought oh god this queue is massive it was only it just 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 kind of held it up you know before they went into the actual auditorium and well, as soon as it opened the, the queue dwindled massively and we got really good seats anyway so it wasn't really much of a problem you know the actual film itself they had to drag it out i'm pretty sure that's the most trailers and the most adverts i've ever seen before any film really yeah like it usually um uh, something like a, a special showing an advanced screening that kind of stuff they usually don't you know you'll get like a, a either a very short uh, amount of advertising and um straight into the film or you'll you won't get anything at all and and i think they just saw the opportunity and it was just advert after advert after advert and then we had about seven or eight trailers and it was like 
Oh my god! And then they they even played one of the trailers twice. It was like one of those annoying things when they show you the trailer, and then there's like a special kind of behind the scenes snippet with mixed in with the trailer following it. And it's like, <laughs> and it was the World of Warcraft one as well, which I'm just not that interested in seeing. And I was just like, oh my god! If they don't play this film in a in a, in a second, I will flip out. And then as soon as it came on, you know, obviously I'm not gonna. I'm not going to talk about it at all, uh, other than this. So, and I'm not going to want to give anything away. But it, it's one of the best films I've ever seen, hands down. Wow. So, so I'm yes, I do get carried away, and I'm you know I'm I am one for hyperbole, but it's one of the best films I've ever witnessed. And I think there's a lot, obviously, that, that went along with that. There was the experience of going there at midnight, you know, seeing lots of friends as well who'd also booked tickets. So I didn't know was going, you know, were going, and that was quite fun to see them. And just the whole, like, everyone dressed up. And we had the Star Wars fan club, the Norwich chapter, were there doing their thing. <laughs> yeah, right. so that they were all... It... Did they start a fight with Doctor Who? <laughs> yeah, there was a massive gang war at the beginning. Sorry, gang bang at the beginning and it was it was really yeah it was amazing and they did loads of special things in the cinema they had like a giant you probably saw it uh, but they had like a giant figure like force awakens kind of um card yeah this was on mcleod book yeah mcleod book you might have seen that they had a huge millennium falcon diorama type thing in the foyer a huge kind of po- you know like a big uh draped kind of poster thing but they had all of the fan club like all dressed up in front of it it was really really like cool oh and then yeah, obviously all the merchandise that they were kicking out so like uh popcorn tins with you know two different kind of designs on it a couple like different cups you could pick up and then like toy cups with like bb8 and kylo ren on the top of them and stuff. so they were like really like rinsing it and they were giving out posters at the end too. So we came out and got this kind of like one of four though. So everyone was kind of going, oh, f- do we get the other three? So like uh, the, uh, we're thinking they're just going to, you know, be giving those out different ones um, each kind of showing. So again, it's going to, it's going to, even though people are going to go and see it multiple times, you know, there's going to be loads of kind of extras and freebies and stuff going around. And obviously that just means big money, right, Dave? Big, big money. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was a great experience overall, and I get what you guys are saying. I was that all of the things that you were worried about, I was worried about, but because, I think because it was the Norwich showing and not like the uh, London or one of the kind of bigger cities kind of <laughs> showings. You know what I mean? Like so, it, it, Norwich, it, yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but whereas Fording Bridge and uh, wherever right. the hell you live, Eddie, uh, I live in Somerset. Exactly. <laughs> In fact, Anne put a thing on the other day saying about um, something like inbred Norwich and something along those lines, and then immediately followed up with a hashtag, Somerset is no better. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I get you, I get the feeling you guys feel my pain um, yeah, in the country. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the thing is, is here we've got six fingers on each foot, <laughs> which is the issue. Uh, brilliant essentially um but yeah cool that's really what i've been up to and i'm very tired because i had a christmas meal following it and uh have had about two hours of sleep you have missed out your birthday chris no i did it i, I did have a birthday this year eddie <laughs> yes which was uh which was only a couple of weeks ago chris. that was fun that was awesome i um every day's a bonus isn't it yeah when you get to this age i'm younger than both of you by the way um <laughs> Life's been cruel. Actually, actually, you're you're forty soon, aren't you, Dave? <laughs> yeah. Same age as John Lennon. He, he died at forty. <laughs> he was also assassinated. Oh, I've had a good oh, yeah. run. 
<laughs> what tonight? Yeah, actually, yeah, I've been doing kettle pots tonight. <laughs> so yeah, I've been... you've been doing camel toes. Camel toes. So uh, I yeah. also didn't actually hear what you said. Kettle size. Oh right, I thought you said. I honestly thought when Eddie said that, I thought that I just that's what my brain put in there that you said. <laughs> yeah. Kettle so, size. Uh... That sounds hideous. Is that like making loads of teas, or is it the kettlebells maneuver? It's aerobics with kettlebells, I guess, is the best way to describe it. It's um, excruciating. In places, it is. You're you're it's, you're doing. Sounds like sounds like something chicks would do with leotards. Yeah, they're, they're, the majority of it is is ladies. <laughs> so, it, so, so, so so it's so not going to be hard work then, is it? Chris, it's it's like, be easy. Um, I'd be well out of place there, Dave. If it's full you, of you chicks, do, you do um, things like crunches with holding the kettlebell and. Now is it painful? You know, but so, some of it is really, and, and you're punching with a kettlebell, which after um, you're going to look like Arnie soon, aren't you? After about I find that hard. Yeah, now really starts to hurt. <laughs> you know, because you, you're you're having to extend your arm right out with like this weight on the 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 back of your wrist. So uh, yeah, my wrists are pretty strong now, Dave. Well, one of them is anyway. But um, uh, yeah, so I could probably do it with my right arm. Yeah, give it a go. I'm gonna do it now. Cool coolsies so that's us in a nutshell moving on we're a slightly different take on the news good evening this is justin the owner admin of generalsjoes.com co-host of the what's on joe mind podcast and the only contributor to this full force without a funny accent or the only one with a funny accent i guess depending on where you're listening from Dave and chris kindly asked me if i would contribute a news segment to their fine program and i agreed uh, it feels like in recent weeks there's been a sudden spike in GHR-related news, which is all good things. First of all, first and foremost, IDW Publishing announced a couple of exciting initiatives with their G.I. Joe comics. Street Fighter vs. G.I. Joe, which the title is actually Street Fighter X G.I. Joe, or Street Fighter vs. G.I. Joe, I guess, however you want to put it. IDW's announced crossover comic title pitting the characters of the hugely successful computer game franchise, anime, toy line, and other things, Street Fighter against our very own G.I. Joe. It's written by Aubrey Sitterson, and artist is Emilio Lizo have combined to bring us this new title, and from what we know about it via comicbook.com, it seems as though M. Bison and Shadowloo will be teaming up with Cobra to form an unholy alliance. The only thing standing in their way will be G.I. Joe and the World Warriors. Apparently it will feature all the big names and kicks off in February 2016. Here's the official synopsis. Street Fighter X G.I. Joe number 1. On a hidden island in international waters, 16 combatants enter a secret tournament, one that pits Street Fighter versus G.I. Joe. M. Bison and Destro have joined forces, and taking them down will require the world's finest warriors. Ryu, Snake Eyes, Guile, Scarlet, Chun-Li, and Duke. New challengers Aubrey Sitterson, Hulk, Superman, Tech Jacket, and Worth, and Emilio Lizo, Hack Slash, Son of Sam Hain, bring the visceral combat of the world's most popular fighting game series and the real-world military action of America's fighting elite together for the first time. Now, while IDW claims it's the first time, it's not truly the first time that these two franchises have crossed paths. Back in the 90s, we had a line of Capcom Street Fighter action figures in 3 and 3 quarter inch scale that were actually on G.I. Joe branded cards. Uh, 1993, those came out. All of the characters had brand new head sculpts and were mainly repaints of existing characters. Uh, Dalsim, E-Honda, and Sagat were exceptions to that rule, which actually had completely original builds. That line was interesting. I mean, first came out as a G.I. Joe subline, essentially, that had a little Street Fighter logo in a tiny right-hand corner. 
and those are very clearly G.I. Joe figures, but it kind of morphed into an actual Street Fighter movie line uh, later on that was more geared towards Street Fighter, although still used a healthy amount of G.I. Joe builds. The line also boasted G.I. Joe vehicles with repaints of the same of the main characters in the two-player costume colors. There was a Dragon Fortress playset that used the same mold as the Cobra Toxo Lab. A movie line was released, like I said, and even though they did utilize G.I. Joe figure molds, they were not considered G.I. Joe figures necessarily. It had a little bit of more new tooling and some other things that differentiated it from the G.I. Joe line itself. Now recently, Comic Alliance actually interviewed uh, Aubrey Citizen, the writer, who revealed some tasty tidbits about the comic. One of the aspects that sounds pretty cool to me is that the limited series is supposedly going to be very intricately choreographed. The battles aren't necessarily just a means to an end. The battles are actually key to the story itself. Many of them will tell the actual story through this combat, according to Citizen. Similar to how professional wrestlers tell their stories by their physical actions in the ring, Citizen says the fights within this limited series will express themselves in a similar way. The story will kind of progress through the combat and kind of the motions and the way the combat moves will tell the story, which is an interesting idea. You know, I've been a fan of martial arts for a long time and I was a pro wrestling fan for a little while too, and it sounds like a pretty interesting way to structure the comic and maybe a little bit different than what some G.I. Joe fans are used to. Now, along those uh, similar lines, IDW Publishing has also announced a series of deviations comics based on their licensed properties, including G.I. Joe. The idea behind these deviations titles is that a singular event in the mythology's past ends a little bit differently than we're used to and creates sort of an alternate reality. They're all one-shots, and G.I. Joe deviations will be written by Paula Lore with artwork by Corey Lewis. Paula Lore wrote a couple issues of uh, the G.I. Joe mainline IDW G.I. Joe comic, kind of the tail-end issues, right before Karen Travis took over. In the description of this uh, G.I. Joe Deviations title, in a world where Cobra rules the planet, Cobra Commander's forces have won, the entire planet Earth now submits to Cobra rule. But the burdens of ruling over billions of people make Cobra Commander anxious for the good old days, and he decides there's just one group that can bring chaos back to this totalitarian order, G.I. Joe. Looks like an interesting take on G.I. Joe. Cobra Commander seems to be growing bored with ruling the world and tries to bring back uh, America's fighting force just to keep things interesting. Kind of an intriguing take. It'll be interesting to see kind of how they go about it. Personally, I'm a little bit more looking forward to the Transformers Deviation title, which seems to focus in on the 1986 movie. Looks at what if Optimus Prime killed Megatron. It kind of takes things from there rather than Hot Rod getting in the way and getting Optimus killed. But it's a very interesting idea, similar to Marvel's What If stories. Uh, and I'll be taking a look at it and see see what I think. Street Fighter, is this something that you guys think is worth doing or is it something that you, you've got no real connection to? Let's start with Eddie. I personally have no real connection to that as being part of G.I. Joe. Yeah. Because obviously I played the game in the 80s, which was very exciting <laughs> um, at the time. And, and obviously that amazing film. Uh, with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> and Kylie. And Kylie, yes, little Kylie. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that's kind of where I see it. I, I never probably left school and started work uh, when it became part of the sort of G.I. Joe kind of yeah. releases. So um, it was never anything that I, I would have personally have looked at, if I'm honest. Do you know what? I don't really remember the, the toys at, at the time. I think that was one of those things where I, I it was like a after those toys had really kind of done those rounds that I, I knew that it, they existed. You know, like before, I don't think at the time when they first were made and came out with the crossover... What year? What year was it that oh, they came out? It was nineties, wasn't it, Dave? Ninety-three, ninety-four, thereabouts. Yeah, it's something like that, isn't it? I'll just get a confirmation. Um, Dave, what about yourself? What are you? Um, what are your thoughts on the uh, the crossover? I know you guys aren't massively 
into the comics and stuff, but just in general as a, do you think it's a fit? No, personally, uh, I don't. I it's really weird. I, I love absolutely massive Street Fighter Two fan. Yeah, I I literally massively into trouble. Uh, as a kid for swapping my electric guitar that I got for one Christmas for a Super Nintendo with Street Fighter 2. But I got better out of the deal, I feel. Never liked the toys, never collected the toys, uh, never read the fiction or, you know, watched the anime or anything like that. Not even seen like, well, I've only seen bits of the live action movie, which in terms of other great uh, actors and actresses, it's got the lady who plays um, Agent May from uh, Agents of Shield in it. Yeah. But she's like really young. <laughs> I know, yeah. She doesn't look that old in Agents of Shield, does she really? No, no. Yeah, cuz I only caught that cuz you saying that it was only it was on the other week and I just caught it and it was just oh my god, it's her. But yeah, it was um, 93 they were released. There you go. <coughs> but yes, I had left school and started work. If you look at the fighters themselves, there's no reason why they wouldn't be like if you look at the bad guys, that they wouldn't be Cobra characters. You know, they've got all those styles and characteristics. It's no different from like say like Proc Master or anybody. You know, if yeah, you, yeah. If you think of it like that, but I think if you're trying to like separate them, that they're already like these bad guys, and all they do is they fight one another, and you've got these good guys, and all they do is fight one another, and then they're combining with a military style fantasy. You know, with a terrorist organization. like. I just don't see it kind of... It's it's a bit of a... I don't know. I know what you mean. It's like the whole premise of Street Fighter is that it's just the tournament kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. But there's that there's that other side of it where I think, like, you got Shadaloo, which is this corporation, much like Cobra, who are, you know, it's it's almost like a... They're, they're doing criminal... You know, they've got, like, a criminal underworld kind of situation going on. And the guys, the guy, it's it's that kind of Bruce Lee thing as well, isn't it? Where they kind of, you got the good guys kind of infiltrating through this underworld via this tournament. Um, and yeah, you're right. It kind of, it works for that standalone. But bringing G.I. Joe in, I suppose it's just adding, it's just adding characters more than, you know, there's, no, there's nothing else really to it, is there? I don't have an issue with the crossover and I will probably pick it up and I will read it, that they still haven't really, other than like Larry's comic, which I'm kind of, you know, you know, really enjoying, they haven't kind of sorted an ongoing one other than the Real American Hero out, have they? Like, uh, they haven't really got anything going long enough for it to last. No, and that's kind of worrying, really, in the sense of that, you, you know, you don't have more than one ongoing title. You, you seem to have, like, all these short ones, and, you know, you had... The, the Transformer crossover, you had Danger Girl. That was so random. And then, like, the Karen Travis one. And, yeah. Why the hell have we not got Action Force yet? Something that is directly tied in. <laughs> and we're going around every single other kind of, like, potential crossover thing, whatever, but anything but Action Force is, like, Come on! We'll be talking about another crossover in a little while, uh, so we're we're going to be saying similar things, I think, at that stage. But I, like I said, I think why you do that? I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to probably I'll, I'll probably even enjoy reading it too. I mean, you know, th these things are uh, fine as as standalone kind of little story arcs, but yeah, they never like really get into the the current run of things, do they? These kind of little crossovers. Okay, well. Uh, we don't have to go into massive detail with this one, but um, moving on. Continuing on with the news, there is also the Kindle World's fan vote, a little bit of a sore subject for me. Uh, the results are in. 
And the winner is Stiletto by Bill Nedro. It's a female character and was given the go-ahead for an exclusive figure to be made by Hasbro. Uh, this did uh, triumph over my personal entry into the contest, which was Whisper. But congratulations to Bill. No hard feelings there. I do wish uh, mine had been chosen, but hey, you know, you, you can't win them all, I guess. The design and development team at Hasbro is already working on Stiletto's debut figure, which overran not only my Whisper, but Troy Osgood's uh, Cobra Blackjack and Jim Beard's Adventure Team Marcus. And we hope we can see these characters as action figures in the future in some way. It'd be nice if Hasbro kind of took this ball and ran with it and maybe gave us a few more new characters rather than just doing Stiletto, but even if they just do produce Stiletto, it'll still be nice to get a new character on store shelves. It was a rather interesting approach by Hasbro to reach out to fans, something they're doing with the Transformers Titans as well. Nice to get some interaction. Um, but do you think this uh, technique that Hasbro is utilizing is working? Do you think it might alienate a percentage who vote for the characters that fail to win the votes? It's an interesting idea. But one good thing that came out of this contest, even if all characters entered couldn't be winners, the four authors mentioned have announced that they will be creating a four-part story together for Kindle Worlds. A special crossover event is titled G.I. Joe Legacy. It will be published once a month, over four months, starting in January 2016. G.I. Joe Legacy will spotlight the four G.I. Joe characters from the contest, in a sprawling, action-fueled saga that spans more than four decades, and will be published once a month for four months. Each author's short story may be read on its own, but also as chapters of the larger adventure. In addition, Beard, Bell, Nedro, and Osgood will write the stories in round-robin fashion, each building off the previous installment. I think it'll be a pretty cool take on G.I. Joe Kindle Worlds, and maybe shine a little bit more light on some of these characters. Okay, so obviously commiserations to Justin. Uh, and Troy and uh, and Jim for not actually getting you know their their figures that they wanted made, but also you know congratulations to uh, to Bill uh, for getting Stiletto um, in there. What um, out of the out of the ones that you guys were looking at? I mean, we talked we talked we did talk about this when the vote was on, but which one was the one that stood out for you initially? Uh, we'll start with Dave. For me, it was uh, well, it's it's kind of like partial bias but uh I, I was going for 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 justin's i mean in looking at all of them they're they're all like strong contenders because you're not really getting much in the way of like new characters in in this at this point in time yeah so anything is good and i hope that it's, it's not not an all or nothing you know that there is opportunity to go back and like look at these characters again and then bring them in 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 terms of other fiction or or like uh products and things like that but if you if you look beyond say like what the club does you know where they bring in the occasional new character like crimson asp and things like that there really isn't anything going on in terms of just adding to the mythology as such Eddie, I mean, what? Which one stood out for you when we when we were looking at them? Was it was it Justin's as well? Yeah, I mean, I because obviously again, it's more more biased because it's Justin. But I think yeah, and he he pays us in in sex. (laughs) I've been shortchanged. I've been shortchanged. Well, there's to be fair, there's not enough, uh, not a lot left after Dave and I have (laughs) entered the chambers, as it were. As you know, Uh, after you've rung the bell, there's not much left. <laughs> You're only just in. What? Just in the tip. Oh god, I'm gonna stop now. I'm gonna stop. That is genius. That's staying in. I kind of wish he was here with us talking about it rather than being a a fake news reader. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh, genius. The bell. <laughs> Hashtag. Um, we'll get that trending. 
Um, <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah. So uh, yeah, same kind of thing though. I know what you're saying. Like, um, you have we have a bias because it's Justin, but I did. I you know I, I did like. I think more so the the female characters from from these four. They just looked a little more interesting and more striking. And obviously that's the that's more the art coming through than it is reading the stories. You know, I I still think this will be really cool. I think uh, it'll be nice to see what they do, what Hasbro do as um you know in, in terms of design. Uh, it's an interesting approach by them reaching out to fans. They're doing it with the Transformers Titans too. Do you think this is a technique they're going to be using a lot more? Like I said, it's happened with the Titans. Do you think it's going to be want something that they employ a lot down the line? It, it's 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 more more or less a sort of testing the water feeling that i get with mm. it um if it if it does work you know and it pulls in some money and and everyone's happy because at the end of the day it is a business then they're bound to to sort of continue in that vein if it doesn't work then they're going to try something else it sort of stands to reason in my my mind I, I think there's that funny thing with the fandom isn't there of saying that you want something loads over and over again and then when you're given it nobody picks it up and you're kind of left thinking well, why were you asking for this if, when it actually comes around, you don't actually buy it? Um, that's yeah. something that I think... But they've been doing it for about 15 years with Star Wars. Yeah. You know, Hasbro have. Yeah, yeah. And some of the ones that you've ended up with have been like... I mean, the very first one they did was um, one of the Cantina aliens. And I've forgotten his name. Like He was like Juro, a, a, a Juros or something like that. Jurex as well. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah. oh, here we go. Here but, we but, go. But when you look back, you think... For the first ever fans' choice pick, you know, uh, and this was post, like, say, like Phantom Menace. You could have had like a, a like a Darth Maul or something like this, you know, whatever was like, you know, really popular at that point. But they pick like <laughs> the can a, a Cantina guy, and you're just like, ah. <laughs> I know a, cool figure. A, a figure that you know had it been released in the regular line would probably have peg warmed. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they've never done it since. They've they've never updated that character in over fifteen years because it, it was about two thousand two thousand and one they did it. Yeah, but some of some of the ones they have done have been really really good, and because it's been this is the ones that you've asked for. You know, they've kind of pulled the stops out on it, and they've been really 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 quite cool. So I hope that their experience with that, not that you get like every year a fan's choice from Star Wars. It's, it seems to be like every two or three years they, yeah. they do one. But they've, they've done several now. Well, there was the fan's choice with the uh, comic pack, wasn't there as well? And not that long ago, which everyone thinks was a fix. You know, the, con the, the G.I. Joe comic book pack that was um, the fan's choice. And it was, um, it was Serpentor as a boy. You know, with like the oh right, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. The, in like the kind of black, like the teenager with the black t-shirt on and everything, and Cover Girl, and yeah. Spirit maybe I think was in that pack too. I might be wrong. There was someone else in that pack, but yeah, it was that. That was a fan choice, and I think um, you know quite a lot of people were like what. I don't remember. Voting I, I, for that. I don't believe. I personally would get you saying about the Titans. I don't believe Trypticon. I I, I would have said Scorponok by yeah, because I mean I I voted for Trypticon. Because I want to see. Fault. Yeah, it was my bad. I think maybe four people voted, <laughs> and um, and I was the deciding vote by accident. Someone jokingly voted for Trypticon, thinking he'd never get it, and then I no. But yeah, I know what you're saying. I thought Scorponok would have that all day long. Yeah, it was only heard maybe two or three Pete friends of mine say Omega Supreme, and that's because it had like a special place in you know their collecting history and nostalgia and stuff, but. 
Yeah, it's weird. But um, I, I would imagine that that's just what's coming first, though, isn't it? As in, they're, they're doing all of those eventually. It's just what choosing what you want first. I, d- I don't know. I mean, if they do all of those, I'd, I'd be very impressed. I think if, the, if Trypticon sells as well as um, the Metroplexes have, because, I mean, they kind of went quite well, didn't they? There was like a steady stream of those going in and out. I think that they will definitely continue that as a as an idea. Mm. But yeah. Uh yeah, okay, cool. Uh and obviously what um Justin was saying in addition to that was that the four authors are getting together to do the G.I. Joe legacy thing. I mean, is Kindle World something you guys are interested in reading at some point or is that something that has either passed you by or that you're not a hundred percent into at this present moment in time? Well technology scares me as a whole. Um, granddad tree <laughs> yeah so um it's one of those things that i have yet to step into the world of reading that's it just stop there <laughs> via that format um but i wouldn't be it's got some mega mog books he's into yeah I I, I I i wouldn't be opposed to it um and and the i on a, genuinely the moment i do do that it's most likely that area of fiction that yeah. i'd be turning to to as as my sort of stepping on point into reading like a sure, yeah. digital format the only thing that kind of screws us up is that i'm i attempted to buy some of these from kindle was but it's not open to us as in huh? the the format is but the books that are on the site we can't access so all of like justin's <laughs> pretty much all of the ones that you'd want to read uh, all of the gi joe based ones you know bills jim's troy's um we i you know i couldn't buy them so i've had to get them in other ways from a, a secret underground criminal organization called shadow Lou, who have been um well justin basically but um yeah it, kind of cutting out a bit of the market there especially when i was really interested in getting hold of them all and this and, and reading them that's really interesting i i had no idea yeah that, um and is is that amazon itself or is it like hasbro you know offering that that format because I, I i would i would strongly well, hasbro like are in, involved aren't they so i'd imagine they might that that might be the reason why you can't get it in the uk they can't get those gi joe ones well, that's in rubbish. The UK. yeah yeah totally now i'm not sure if that again if if that's something that maybe the author has power over as to what where they sell or if it's uh, that's very doubtful but it might be something that did they get revenue share I'd, I'd have to you'd have to ask justin that might be something to speak to him about actually just to see what that yeah. deal is with that because yeah because obviously we don't want to be kind of advertising all this stuff for a uk audience and then they can't actually access it so no yeah I, I i just find that boggling you know in terms of if, if you're trying to like open up this whole new market why are you opening it up to just North America? Especially, it's the internet as well. It's not like it's yeah. difficult to open it out. And it's not content that, say, like a cartoon or a film, that you want to control the distribution. This this is like fiction, which will then go on to then inspire, you know, through through the format that it's like, not fan fiction, that's not the wrong word to use, but you yeah, know what I know I mean. you're saying, yeah. It was, it was news to Justin though when I mentioned it to him. He it was news to him. He was like, "What? That's weird." So uh, unless he's kind of found out why, but it, it but it's not you know it it's it's actually completely limiting. Oh, totally. The potential, not just the potential, but the potential creativity to inspire other people to do that yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's it's and then therefore closing down the market of GI Joe even more. You know, to me, to me, that sounds like a ridiculous. 
thing for all that probably needs doing is a flick of a switch to say, oh yeah, let's make this available everywhere. You know, I, I really can't. Ah. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So even if you do want to read them, you can't. Is that is that something that interests you, Eddie? This kind of fiction for you know for this kind of um, uh, kind of area. To be honest, it's not something I I've uh, really ever looked at. I, I'm more of a book person. Sure. If I'm going to read, it's going to be something like Aldous Huxley or Rupert Brooke, something like of okay. that ilk. Yeah. Because even though I sound like a village idiot, <laughs> I'm, I'm not necessarily a village idiot. We all have our tastes and what we enjoy doing and stuff like that, and that that varies. Bills and Boone. It doesn't always have to be GI Joe or stuff like that. So I totally understand that, mate. Absolutely. Plus, you've also got Fifty Shades of Grey, and you've got Twilight series that you read, and <laughs> you've got. <laughs> And have a bit of twilight. And you got that book that Dave was reading on that picture he sent on Facebook the other day in front of the fire. <laughs> <laughs> that will go up in the that screen at the, the show notes. Book in the world, that thing. <laughs> That's at your parents' house, Dave. That's at your parents' house. We've had continuous arguments over this between my sisters. I'll, I'll get some pictures. It is genuine. Whoa. It is, no, this book is genuinely disturbing. It is so... I don't know if this is my parents' idea of like, well, if we get this, it explains the birds and the bees without us having to do so. Amazing. At an, at an early age. Now, my sisters are six years and eight years older than me. What so... was the book called? Snatch, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, Eddie, Eddie you, you, you will absolutely freak at the illustrations of this book. It is... Uh, it is it's, I would recommend every household having it because it'll <clears throat> I'd scare you so much uh that you will never have sort of like i don't know underage sex or something like that because i would never have underage sex anyways <laughs> i'll try not to i'll try not to <laughs> i'm not promising anything but like you know the, 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 the book the book is is genuinely disturbing like what, what's uh, it called? how to make a baby it? i mean for starters like the man and lady are naked the whole time but then they have like cutaway sections so you see the baby like live, live action stuff i hope live so oh, seriously you, you will wet yourself i'm gonna get you some pictures for the show notes and you will wet yourself we've got to put them on the show notes oh my How goodness bad this book is. the thing is like you know nobody can be offended by it because it's sex education but is this, um, like, is this like a 70s book yes yeah, oh, yeah, yeah that would explain a lot i'm guessing the the guy uh, has curly black hair and a beard. <laughs> he, he does have and, a beard. And the and and the lady. Like I knew that was coming. The lady has strawberry blonde hair and the most horrendous amount of pubic hair. Yeah, just like Chris. <laughs> like Chris, yes. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yes, yeah, and I I can imagine the drawings and things and yes. It, it, it's it's, it's genuinely be, disturbing. I'll be back in five minutes. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wank break. Smash one out the ballpark. I'll be I'll be back soon. Uh, okay, so I'm moving back, on. Back. <laughs> 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 moving on. 
Next item up in the news box, uh, G.I. Joe Movie Writer's Room and Multiverse with other brands. This kind of came out of left field, not necessarily the Writer's Room, because the Writer's Room has been working on the Transformers series of films, and it seems to make sense that if Paramount and Hasbro are using them for Transformers, that uh, moving them over to G.I. Joe does make a certain amount of sense. But yeah, after setting up a Writer's Room to develop a cohesive universe for the continuation of the Transformers franchise, Nerdist is reporting that Paramount intended to do the same with G.I. Joe. Uh, it does show that Paramount and Hasbro are committed to making successful movies based on the line, but does this mean that we're still two years away from the next movie? Would that be a bad thing? Would Rise of Cobra and Retaliation be wiped from this universe, or do you think they would tie them both in? Well, I don't know, because on top of all that, we've heard that Paramount and Hasbro are working on a joint venture to unify G.I. Joe with a number of other brands in the cinematic universe. Those other brands include Mask, Visionaries, Micronauts, and Rom the Space Knight. This sounds both incredibly awesome and mind-numbingly confusing at the same time. On one hand, we have a number of great properties being combined in one universe, but on the other hand, how will it successfully be achieved with so many varied franchises? I've got that same question myself. I mean, obviously G.I. Joe and Mask can coexist pretty effectively. Visionaries, Rom, and Micronauts can probably coexist pretty easily, but bringing all five of them together seems like a pretty tall order, I think, for Hasbro, so we'll have to see how they pull that all off. We'll be keeping an eye open for it, that's for sure. Sounds a bit mental, this. Initially, I was quite excited when I saw this, when I saw Visionaries and I saw Mask. Um, I was kind of thinking, oh, this is this is pretty cool. But the more I think about it, the more I, I, I'm coming to the to terms of it just it's not going to happen, uh, at least not successfully or in any kind of good way. Uh, what do you guys think about this? I think it's a car crash waiting to happen. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I, I think there would be too much going on, too many characters. It would be messy. Very, very messy. I mean, they're talking about a universe, so it's not going to just be one film. But at the same time, you know, like kind of in the same way that Marvel have got their cinematic universe and th there is crossover of, you know, there's obvious crossover. But for the most part, they keep everything like in its own place. I still can't see how, I, you know, I, I, obviously it makes sense with the Marvel characters to have to have them in the same universe because they're in the same universe i don't really envision visionaries that was that was a lot of vision words in the same universe mainly because of the time difference but at the same time i don't really envision rom the space knight in that universe and i don't envision micronauts in that universe mask and gi joe i can see working together i can yeah, see that being yeah. in the same place because it is i just think that they'll there'll be too many characters i just think it'd be too much yeah I, and you'll get a part story. Yeah. And it won't be easy to follow. I just think it, I think it will be crap. Yeah. I, D Dave, what, what are your thoughts? Honestly, this sounds like it was a work experience project. <laughs> that, because it, I, it, it really... I like that. That's the best description I've heard so far, I think. It doesn't seem... You know, there's no cohesive point to it and like you say when you look at like the comic book universe you know they they all originated as comic book characters they all had the same hard point of what they were with this the hard point is they were toys yeah but the toys themselves were all at different scales different backgrounds different you know features different eras you know rom was like 70s yeah uh, and 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 a, and, a, and a comic book and things like that but it you know it's just kind of like well let's have a look at what things we own and just you know cobble it together and this was lightly touched on a few years ago 
for New York Comic Con for when they did this thing called uh, Unity or Unity. Yeah. And nothing ever came about that, you know, and that was 2012, thereabouts. Yeah. And I just see this being the same thing. So, like, it's all, all, all talk, talked about, but nothing will ever come of it. And they renewed, you know, it's, it's like, let's let's go through what we've renewed or in, in terms of our trademarks. Oh, yeah, right. Someone just try and figure some something out uh, so we can launch a press release to shut some people up or, or or get some talk going. It feels like leftovers, doesn't it? And it does yeah, feel a yeah. little bit kind of it is like scraps. like what's it called? It like scraps. um uh attention kind attention grabbing or just for the sake of it, kind of throwing some things out there to keep like get get a buzz going and stuff like that. And the worrying thing about it to me is the fact that G.I. Joe is in there with it. Yeah, totally. Because that to me is more of a well. That's been there. That, that that that's kind of been on the cards for a number of years. I feel like it, it, Hasbro haven't really put it at a top priority, and, and for for you know for good reason, I suppose. But now they are putting it in the same league as those other things, which haven't even yeah had anything going on for a, it, forever. That, yeah, that's the point. You know, it's not like it's it's higher up the uh, the league. You know they are lumping it in with something that they've not touched touched since the eighties with with visionaries. Yeah, with masks. something that they've not never touched in their current format because mask was Kenner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they've never touched that. Apart up, from up Matt bit. Tracker as as yeah. a homage, and that's it. You know, so the Rom, the same thing again. I just kind of despair, really. I'd feel much more enthusiastic if they were to say, hey, we're just going to do a thing for visionaries. We're going to do a separate thing for mask, you know, and then you're kind of looking at those individual barons. And then that is something to get excited about. But when you see it like this, it's kind of like you're just throwing it all in there and none of it is going to necessarily shine because it's just too much. Like Eddie says, too many characters and not enough to make one thing shine out. Yeah. If it ever comes to anything, uh, yeah, no, I, I, t- I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, I, I know what they're they're, they're saying this, that they're going to be in the same cinematic universe. So I kind of I understand that they're getting what they're uh, hinting at is there'll be a movie for each one, and then there'll be crossover and stuff like that. But I can't I can't see that in a million years. Uh, you know, the, the 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 amount of time that they've been fanning around with this visionaries thing you know that's been kind of floating around for a while the the mask thing has always cropped up as a possibility there's a fan film coming out of that soon you've got um even stuff that isn't mentioned on there that you think would be a no-brainer uh thundercats for example which you, you know you think would have been a film by now in some modern format but uh, again like you kind of get the feeling that some of these franchises are they're not touching for you know, because they just they can't get something good out of it. The G.I. Joe cinematic universe is something that I kind of want distance with. I don't want it affecting when 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 someone says to you know ask me about what I'm like, what I collect or what I enjoy. I feel like sometimes embarrassed about G.I. Joe, and it's only because of the cinema, the the films, because I know that's the only thing they'll be able to kind of link to. You know, that kind of person that doesn't collect toys or doesn't have any kind of connection with G.I. Joe because they didn't really, they weren't aware of it when they were younger. How do you explain the gem one then? Oh, God. <laughs> that, do you know what? Like, that's another one. I, I just, I mean, <laughs> wow. Well, gem, gem was included in that Unity yeah. uh, comic. Yeah, uh, I think that's, I think that's been dropped now, isn't it? I think they're dropping the gem idea for some time now because that was like the worst grossing film 
of all time. Like, was that? No. I think oh. this year, though, I think this year it was the the least grossing of the commercial wow. openers. Yeah, the ones that, what they're called, multi, I suppose just multi-release, where they go out, well, you know, globally and they go into lots of different cinemas and stuff. It took about twelve ninety nine, wasn't it? <laughs> Someone watched it. It wasn't yeah. me. Liar. It, I watched it twice. I snuck in another showing and they didn't I didn't have to pay for it. No, I haven't seen it and I kind of I'm in I'm intrigued. I feel like I want to I want to watch this just to see how cuz it I, well, I want to see how bad it is, but at the same time it's not so much how bad the film is, it's how bad the marketing and the trailer and the build up and all that kind of stuff is, I think, more than anything. I think you can tell it's a sh- film from the trailer though personally but still i'm intrigued i want to I know how rubbish it is and that might be one of those kind of cult classics i was just about to say that it probably end up being a cult classic in about 10 15 years yeah totally and everyone will be going this film's amazing man <laughs> i can't believe yeah. it only made 12.99 in opening oh weekend. my god this film is freaking awesome man <laughs> this film's freaking awesome <laughs> it's got this girl in it she's got jam and there's there's other people in it, and this guy's in it, and he's got a he's got shoes on, and they're they're in this thing, and they do stuff, and there's music, and it's it's out there, man, it's freaking out there. Yeah, that would that's be. That, pre- that's, um, oh, that's amazing. I'm gonna like use that. that as a sound of like a sound bite to describe anything that we're ever advertising, Eddie. That's brilliant. Okay, thank you. There's a guy in it, and he's got his shoes on. I think was my favorite part of that. <laughs> um, so I think we're all in agreement that this is going to be... Uh, it's either not going to happen at all... It's going to be... Or it's going to be a very unsuccessful bag of turd weasels. <laughs> I hope we are proved wrong, but at the same time, we've still got like a G.I. Joe 3 in the works, haven't we? So that's that's something that I think we can ultimately... I, I don't know. I think we can ultimately say it's going to be eventually. It's one of those things that will eventually appear. I, I honestly is, is do. It, yeah, I do because it makes them enough money to to think that it's worth doing. I thought John Chu was taken off GI Joe three and put onto Gem uh, to effectively just give him that film that was on his contract. Possibly, but it still makes money, doesn't it? I read in Empire that they were um, deciding which route to take the film two yeah and they were looking at going uh like arcing back to the actual 80s more back to what we would remember more fan base i think that would be quite interesting and also quite fun yes yeah more of a more of a cartoon style with the characters that we love it's it's a tough one though isn't it gi joe is an acquired taste i think is the the way that we look at it because obviously we've got the We've got growing up with it. We've got the nostalgia behind it. More so the action force um, element of it. But you know, you know what I mean? Like that kind of... It, it's a weird thing. It's it's military. It's war. But it's 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 really softened and dumbed down because it's for kids. So you it's 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 a funny kind of... It's a bit of a dichotomy. It, it's almost it's almost become a niche market. Well, it is, isn't it? Now at this stage, it's not it's not the multi million franchise it was. You know, in the eighties. But yeah. Okay, so on that upsetting bombshell, we'll move on to something way more happy times. Next news item, Vitruvian Hacks pre-orders. That's right, the Vitruvian Hacks by Boss Fight Studios are finally up on pre-order. Exciting news is the pre-order for the first run of Vitruvian Hacks action figures that are up and rolling. For anyone who missed the Kickstarter or just wants to beef up their pledge, jump on BossFightShop.com and pre-order your little hearts out. Pricing is unexpectedly great with skeletons for $12.99, 
blanks for $14.99 and regular figures for $19.99. Own an army of 118 scale skeletons for a very good price. There are even some blanks that weren't available in the Kickstarter. Now go hit bossfightshop.com and pick up some of this great stuff. This is cool. Did you guys jump in on any on any extra stuff? Are you happy with the pledges and stuff? What's going in with the hacks? For my own, I haven't actually looked yet. I will uh, be looking soon uh, and cool making these. more purchases. Yeah, uh, I can't remember what I ordered the first time round. Neither can I because it was in the time before time. I think <laughs> I was with I, I think I was with Doug McClure when I, when I ordered mine. That's how long ago it was. So no, no. In all joking aside, I, uh, yes, I will be making more purchases because from from what I've seen. Uh, it just looks freaking awesome. Yeah, this amazing. Doesn't movie, it? Yeah. It really, really genuinely does. And I'm I don't do excitement, so <laughs> but on this on this occasion there is an element of twitching in my undercrackers. Brilliant, brilliant. Yes. Dave, do you do you remember what you even bought? No. It was a lot of stuff, right? Similar, similar to Eddie's undercrackers. I have twinges in my grundle sling. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I've not added anything more. That's purely because until I get all my bits, I want to enjoy those. Sure. You know, literally get the most out of that and then see what do I want to add to it. So, you know, is there more skeletons? Well, and, and that's what I, I probably am going to like add, add the most of. I was never actually genuinely... Uh, with the Kickstarter, I wasn't that bothered with the blanks. Yeah, you know, then it really didn't did nothing for me. That's the like, customizer kind of angle, isn't it? At a visual aspect, but now mm. you're seeing them all like lined up and like spectrum of like Pantone colors. Yeah, yeah. I actually really like those, and so I know I'll probably like be throwing in some of those. And I know um, you've seen some of my comments to the guys. You're trolling. Yeah, where where uh, they they've had all the flesh ones with like different color pants and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, it's like wow, I love them. So yeah, I I've not added anything to it yet. I just want to get the guys that uh, I originally pledged for work out what I've got. Yeah, and then see either what additional ones I want to get or any any new ones because like what you said I I know I was all in but I can't actually remember and I know that's like one of everything but I don't know if there's anything there that I don't have and I'm sure there is and I'm sure it's labelled up as well I'm thick but uh... the thing is though when we when I went through the Marauder stuff that we bought that you know from the Marauder Kickstarter I lost track looking at the list and I was kind of like, I, you know, I can't remember if I've got one of them and I don't know what that relates to and that, 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 that. Even I went back to, you know, when we kind of added some more bits for the female Marauder yeah. uh, Kickstarter. Again, it's it's like there's so much product that they put out on these things that you just, it's easy to lose track of all the characters and I've got a feeling that when this kick, when this stuff comes through, it's going to be like seeing stuff for the first time, more or less, because you're not... Uh, you know, I, I don't remember half of the the follow on characters they did on that first Kickstarter. It was it was mental, wasn't it? It was like they kept hitting yeah. different, like the, so much money was being pumped into that thing that you, they just had to keep creating characters. So, yeah, that was that. It's going to be amazing, and I, I can't wait to get the stuff in. It looks like it's very close, which is great. And yeah, just seeing the pictures online is just mind blowing. So great work for Boss Fight Studios. Um, we very rarely have them on the show. <laughs> And um, and obviously they're going to be on later on talking about their little boss fight builds segment too. So uh, moving on, 
Now, Cobra World Order has been going full steam ahead over at IDW Publishing, and some interesting news is both Black Major and the Full Force's own Dave Tree appear in the IDW Cobra World Order comic. More exciting news from Larry Hammer's recent IDW G.I. Joe Cobra World Order comics, the Black Major, David Tree, and Russell Sheath all get name drops in the recent first and third parts. One panel in part one shows a number of Cobra characters including Zartan, Zorana, Ripper, Torch, Buzzer, Roadpig, Crystal Ball, Slice Dice, Big Boa, and Cesspool all discussing the fact that Cobra Commander is planning something big and that they have all been left out in the cold. Black Major's name is mentioned by Zartan as he explains the situation to Cesspool and Big Boa who are late to the party. In part 3 we have our very own Dave Tree and Russell Sheath acting as part of an armed response team fighting a blue ninja at the Southampton docks. Both Dave and Russell have been big in the Action Force G.I. Joe community, and getting a shout-out in Larry's comic is more than deserved. What this tells us is that we could be seeing the Red Shadows, or even possibly previously unseen Action Force-related characters, in the coming story arc. It underlines the importance that Larry Hamm is putting on the factions of the Red Shadows and Action Force, and gives us hope that we'll see more characters in new comic form. With all that said, there was no sign of them in any of the covers of the eight-part series. And if you weren't already, make sure you pick up this title. It's great seeing the continuation of the comic we read in the 80s and 90s, and Larry's writing is still top-notch, especially with the recent inclusion of Red Shadows and Action Force characters. Now, go get it. This is, this is pretty cool. This is, this is very cool. This whole... Uh- this whole Dave Tree in the comic now is pretty cool. Um, so obviously we've heard Black Major name dropped in part one, which Justin just mentioned, and we've also seen David Tree and Russell Sheath in f- human form on in the comic and name dropped as well. Dave, how do you feel about that? It's a bit weird, to be honest. Didn't expect it, and extremely grateful. Did Larry just drop it on there, like not even saying? Yeah. Has he even said? Yeah, has he said I... anything since? Have you spoken to him? No. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I, I I dropped him a line to say, "Oh man, you know, thanks very much." Yeah, to, to, yeah, housings and all that side of things. I'd love if he responded and said, "No, it's my other mate, Pete Tree, <laughs> who, <laughs> yeah. who lives in New York." <laughs> Pete Tree, Pete Tree dish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pete Tree dish. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so uh, that, that 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 that's super nice, and uh, uh, yeah, ve- very very grateful. Do you think it's Bombardier? Do you think he's aware of that kind of? Uh, no, stuff? no, no. Because that'd be a good way to work it in, wouldn't it? You were the first person to sort of mention that uh, to me. You know that because he, that... he doesn't say Dave, so it could be Connor D Tree, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it was a re- reference with Sergeant Tree and. Whilst you can kind of like pick that up and run with it and create other things as spin-offs, and, you know, and say that that was, I, I, I don't think for two seconds Larry has looked at things that aren't necessarily his own. I know what you're saying, mate. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So he he probably just did it because you got Russell in there as well. And for 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 folks who aren't familiar with the name, Russell is another guy from my neck of the woods who. Comes to Rala Roll Call, but he's he's not really a toy guy. He's he's very much a comics guy, and he writes for Bleeding Cool, and is a writer for Clint Magazine as well. For um, oh shoot, who's the guy? Mark Miller. Mark Miller, yeah. So yeah, he he, he works for Mark Miller and and like Jonathan Ross for on um on Clint and and Russ is a really cool guy. And for people who are listeners of What's on Joe Mind, Russ was the guy that I went with when we interviewed John Chu for GI Joe Retaliation for Gem for Gem <laughs> um, uh, back back then. So yeah, that 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 that's uh, Russ Sheaf. So 
and Russ knows Larry very well. So I, I, it's just literally a little homage tribute that Larry's done there for, for two guys, you know, that as far as Larry's concerned of, are both from Southampton. I love that. I love the Southampton docks bit though. That's that's really cool. Yeah. Did you notice we were name dropped as well, Chris? Ripper and Rogue Pig. <laughs> <laughs> don't I don't want you to clarify which is which. I think that should be left just floating oh, just around. Yeah. As is. Yes. I love that. No, one, one. <laughs> Yeah, actually, that, one, one, one of those is, is actually Nick Whitmore. Chris was more Zorana, but like, <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, there, so I suppose obviously, yeah, that, I mean, that's it's awesome. Like, because it's really cool. Because again, it it kind of it embeds you into um, into more of the GI Joe folklore, which I I just I get such a kick out of. It's unreal that you're in like you're in there like swimwear. And um, obviously, the other the other thing that was mentioned was the Black Major name drop, which again, it's only small and it's only like a little bit of a, an acknowledgement because uh, it was obviously in the recent comic. But I still think it's it's good that he's keeping it kind of going and he's keeping that alive. Do you think it's going to grow into a bigger storyline for the Red Shadows uh, and possibly even Action Force? Do you think that's actually going to happen? I think that would be awesome if it did. Never say never, because we got this far and it was never... Whilst he brought them back in 20... You know, about like sort of two years ago or so. Yeah. You know, he, he's then brought them back since. So that's really cool. Um, so they're, they're still blipping on the radar. Uh, it wasn't like it was like, you know, oh, I just did that for a, a couple of issues and, and that's that. You know, he's, he's incorporating them and, and incorporating them within the, the main enemy faction in, in the sense of like um, Cobra. So do you know what I'm really hoping is going to happen is I'm going to turn the on. page towards the end of one of these, one of these um, the Cobra World Order comics and there'll be a massive reveal of like Baron Ironblood. That is what I'm. I'm just. I'm just. I kind of like. I feel like it's just around the corner, and all of a sudden, there's going to be this whole new background yeah. and story going on that you know it's really going to kind of blow my balls off. That's what I'm hoping. But I can kind of see it as well. I can kind of see it happening. It would be. It'd be so cool. And um, you know, you know, no doubt about it. You know, uh, the the fact that it's still still being incorporated is is very much a positive thing so i I could only hope that it it can be expanded from there you know i mean man if we're getting street fighter and gi joe and you know visionaries and gi joe for crying out loud let's get something related to it yeah yeah (laughs) something that would actually work something that is actually you know, expandable and makes sense. It's just you know, a matter like, of characters as well. It's just a matter of drawing a different cat. Well, drawing a similar character in different paint <laughs> paint job. It's not, it's not even that. You know, it makes so much sense. You know that is. You know, you could say it's the UN version, or you know, if you take like what the Collectors Club does. You know, in the sense of that they try and look at it as the the UK sort of special. Yeah armed forces but then you you know they're sharing this the same equipment and that is this just like well it just makes it so it, it's such a no-brainer that it's just so incredibly annoying <laughs> now is it more of a it's more of a lack of awareness on their part if that's the case chris we're not doing our job right <laughs> i 
I'm not even doing a job. So yeah, I see what you're saying. But you know, we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It could be like what you say. It, it it's building up more and more. I'm hoping it it happens um, soon because I can't. You know, I'm, I'm getting jittery. I want to see some action force. So that is pretty much the the Black Major and David Tree in the comics news. One more bit of news for you before we finish the segment. Now, next and last news item, and possibly the most important news item here. Rollout Roll Call, the UK Transformers G.I. Joe and Action Force show, announced today that next year's event will be moving to a brand new location, the Radisson Blue Edwardian at London Heathrow, July 8th to July 10th, 2016. Join fans from around the world for the largest event at a four-star hotel, which is within easy access of the M25, M4, M40, and M1, London itself, and Heathrow Airport. A limited number of hotel reservations will be available shortly at the following substantial discounts for rollout roll call attendees. 68 pounds single occupancy reduced from 180. 78 pounds double occupancy reduced from 200. 88 pounds triple occupancy reduced from 220. And 5 pounds for a 24-hour parking reduced from 15. Early reservation booking is encouraged to avoid disappointment. In the coming weeks, fans and collectors will be able to register for Rollout Roll Call 2016 through www.rolloutrollcall.com. Fans and collectors who register for Rollout Roll Call as one of the limited energy on ticket holders will receive general weekend admission and an exclusive official Transformers item that is not available for general sale and the option to guarantee purchase of other additional exclusive items to be announced. Those who register as an International Heroes ticket holder will receive general weekend admission and an exclusive G.I. Joe item. General weekend admission includes admission to the Friday evening private sales room experience, Saturday and Sunday admission, access to all panels and seminars throughout the weekend, and two signings per guest. Bookings for the Energon ticket, International Heroes ticket, general weekend admission, and single day admissions will be available shortly via www.rolloutrollcall.com. For all the information regarding the Rollout Roll Call show activities, hotel updates, and the exclusive figure offerings, remember to stay tuned to Rollout Roll Call, the UK Transformers G.I. Joe and Action Force show, sign up for the newsletter via the website, or follow Rollout Roll Call via Facebook and Twitter. So yeah, that's a bit mental, Dave. Rollout Roll... Do you like my acting, by the way? Oh, that's... that's that was super people would never know that we've just been talking for ages about this and then i've just anyway um i'm keeping all that in yeah so that's mental so new place to explain what's going on this is this is pretty big news yeah it's um such a good actor it's 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 yeah yeah (laughs) it's the breath at the end though isn't it It, it, it's This is something that never quite leaves my my brain in, in, in the sense of like always thinking about it and working on it. As much as I love Jury's Inn, it, we're not we're not necessarily saying goodbye to, to Jury's Inn in Southampton for those who, who absolutely love that. And I'll I'll explain why. But what I wanted to do was give Rollout Roll Call a new venue that was more centralised. So where we're just literally on the outskirts of London, very easy in terms of transport networks to get to for for driving. You're at the airport for any international travellers as well. Yeah, that kind of makes a lot of sense. And then from like, uh, in terms of other sort of like public transport, like rail, you know, coming in and out of London that should make things a little bit easier for folk as, as well. But the venue itself is is uh, just superb. Uh, you know, I, I was just completely blown away by it, by it. So I'm really excited that we've got an opportunity to like, sort of make this much bigger 
as a platform for everyone. It's at a different time of the year for those people who've been involved with Rollout Roll Call from very early on. It's only been in the uh, sort of like the the last sort of four, three, four years that it's been the latter half of the year. Before then, it was always at the start of the year. So now we're actually going into the summer. So it gives people, uh, it's a sweet spot in terms of it's giving people a chance to have a few paid packets after Christmas, but not right before Christmas as well. You know, when you've got to be like saving yeah. for other things, it's a nice time of the year. People thinking about summer holidays or breaks and things like that. So it's, it's just a really quite a good point to hold it time of year, new venue, more centralized for people. Where I said about juries in, we normally have Twins of Power with Rollout Roll Call. Twins of Power is not going to be included at Rollout Roll Call. Twins of Power is going to still keep yeah. that October slot at juries in. Cool. And then we're going to expand that to be like a generic toy show uh, to encompass other action figure brands such like, as like Turtles, Thundercats, and things like that. Mars, um, so, Visionaries, uh, exactly. Rom the Space Knight, Micronauts, <laughs> so, Gem. So, so people who really enjoy the experience of coming down to Southampton, uh, the jury's in, the Alexandra pub, and everything that comes with it can still do that. Still in October, still at the jury's in. So you have two opportunities. You have Rollout Roll Call at uh, the Radisson Blue Hotel in Heathrow in July, and then Twins of Power, plus all these extra brands, whatever that's going to be called, still in, in October. Um, the only other thing as well, is, which is really cool, is, and, and again, based on feedback, uh, we're bringing across our very first voiceover actor, or actress in this case, uh, in the form of Morgan Lofting, who was the voice of the Baroness. So that is something that is, again, really exciting for, for the show and, and new for, for us. Someone who is so influential in terms of your imagination of that character you know every time you 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 think of the baroness that's the voice that you hear you know is 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 what morgan lofting brought to it so it's super cool that she's coming across for that and uh she's not the only guest that we've got um but she's the opening one so stay tuned for more updates and more guests as we announce them fantastic yay that's it's actually quite um exciting the the thought of well what it will be you'll be expanding the show won't it you know yeah and obviously opening it up to probably an, an easier accessible place i think uh you know obviously you'd be getting people that wouldn't necessarily come quite a fair distance from places like up north um <laughs> like that that area so i think that that's really from awesome mines. Right? <laughs> we're coming down from <laughs> mines. yeah no. uh, so um yeah that's really cool man and also i'm well up for that blooming toy show that i'm not gonna be in the country for but that's not that's not the point the um the turtles thundercats gem visionaries mask He-Man. yeah that's an that's an awesome idea well the well the cool thing there is we have that relationship with mattel for uh, twins of power where they've been supplying us the um the products uh like convention exclusives each year which has been really cool but where they now have thundercats as well under that it makes sense to kind of like sort of build upon that because hopefully that means that just as like they do with my masters universe they'll be doing like thundercats um convention exclusives oh, as well amazing. so we can bring that into the fold but yeah like i mean Tur turtles is huge 
and doesn't really have not so much anything dedicated to yeah. turtles but uh, like i mean that, that that's the kind of thing like there's no there's no marvel con as such is there it's because it's it's because it's so big that it just sits in things like nycc yeah. and sdcc and and all of the big cons but i know what you're saying a, a kind of focused something like that that would be really cool i think really cool yeah so um yeah the idea there is to kind of so break and 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 the thing is i mean say say for example if it's just action figures or 80s or something that doesn't mean that that won't there won't be representations of transformers and gi joe and action force at that show either yeah you know uh, there's a very good chance that a lot of the the traders and a lot of the uh, people that go to that show and the are, guests possibly yeah yeah uh, uh, yeah exactly uh, you know uh, are apparent uh, and present at, at one and the other so um, it, was, it was just a way to give rollout roll call a chance to really expand but also a chance for twins of power to really expand as well and and sort of bring in other things to it so that's a good idea mate really cool and uh yeah I'm excited about that very wicked yeah brilliant awesome uh okay cool so that is the news but i'll let justin say that and that's the news brought to you by generalsjoes.com As always, you can keep up with the show after listening to us by following on Twitter at The Full Force, liking the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Full Force. And if you would like to contact the show, you can write to us via email on thefullforce at allthecoolstuff.co.uk with feedback, questions, vicious scathing criticisms or just insults. You can view content regarding the show on www.thefullforce.com. All the Cool Stuff is a proud sponsor of The Full Force. Come visit our store near the New Forest in Hampshire for the latest toy collectibles, including G.I. Joe, Transformers, Star Wars, Masters of the Universe, and Lego. We also stock a large inventory of vintage toys too, including Action Force, from loose figures and accessories to carded and boxed vehicles. I can see the whites of their beady little eyes. Looking to sell your toy collection? All the Cool Stuff will buy and convert your toys into cash. You can call the store within the UK on 01425 650696 or if calling from outside the UK, don't forget to add the international dialing code first of 44. You can visit us online at www.allthecoolstuff.co.uk or email if you have a specific inquiry, sales at allthecoolstuff.co.uk. In Demand Toys are an independent toy shop located in Norwich, Norfolk in the United Kingdom. Specialising in a large range of new and pre-owned toys, they cover a number of brands such as Star Wars, Marvel, Transformers, G.I. Joe and many, many more. You can order direct from their website at idtoys.co.uk or send them an email to shop at idtoys.co.uk if you want to sell your collections or just have a general inquiry. Alternatively, you can visit their shop at the Dixon Shopping Centre on the Reefham Road in Norwich. As well as being one of the best independent toy shops around, they are now a proud sponsor of The Full Force.
I'm here to pick up some guys from the Action Force team. We are now entering the realms of the figure review. Okay, so this is the, the focus on this one. There was no real rhyme or reason for it. I, we, I think we just kind of all came to a decision. We wanted to do this guy at some point. That sounded a bit weird, didn't it? But yeah, it's the Commander Mail-Away figure. Now we're going to be looking at the the toys and not many of them, but the different versions of him and then obviously where he's appeared in other media, which again is very minimal. And then obviously we'll move into the From the Vault and the boss fight builds, which should all link together with this particular figure. Now, the version one of the Commander was available only by collecting and mailing the medal tokens from the back of the Action Force figure and vehicle packages. This continued the long tradition of similar mail-in loyalty offers run by Palatoy with both the Action Man and Star Wars ranges. The figure was repainted as the Commander version 2 and Enemy Black Major. The version 1 figure was supplied with a steel blue pistol. There were two different styles, one had a jumper slash sweater body style, while the variant had a zip front jacket style body mould. The torsos also differed in colour, very slightly, as the jumper sweater version used a brighter green hue. So as this first, as we were into this, the version 1 of the Commander guys, do you remember at the time kind of going through the process to get this free figure, or is this something that passed you by? We'll start with Eddie on this one. I did go through the process of getting the figure. I remember very clearly cutting the tokens off, well, getting my mum to cut the tokens <laughs> off. You weren't trusted with scissors then at that stage? No, no. No, um, as you're aware, Chris, uh, <laughs> even as an adult, I still managed to chop my fingers off. I knew that was so coming. As a, as, a kid, as a kid with scissors, I wouldn't trust me. I'd probably decapitate my sister. <laughs> Anything could have gone wrong. Uh, so my mum would cut the tokens out. I remember gluing them on the back. I was excited for whatever reason that soon I would get this figure. I thought it would be the next day. But obviously, that's not how Lols. it works with us. Yeah. And then I remember just the excitement of waiting for it, it actually arriving in the post and, and me kind of having a child gasm over having this figure. I'm not yes. sure I should Sorry. probably blurt that out. That sounds like something we were talking about earlier on about the kind of whole... Child gasm. Yeah, that... yeah I was going to say a sex wee, but... Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll, let's have sex wee. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I had, had a kind of child sex wee. <laughs> uh, Better. None uh, of that's coming yeah. out. That's all staying in. Yeah, that's fine. That's, uh, it's all. It, it does all stay in if you. Uh, <laughs> <do it. laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. So I, I, you know, I just remember that it was. Um, it was a, a wonderful time. I think with the the sort of emperor. It was the emperor, wasn't it? With Star Wars as well. Yeah, you could get. Yeah. In the same vein. And I, and I remember that as well. And the sheer joy as a kid getting this thing through and the, the achievement of collecting the, uh, wasn't it five tokens? Was it five tokens? About that, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I remember, you know, the, the sort of achievement of being able to do that and the whole process of, of uh, sending them away and couldn't wait to get the next figure and so on and so forth. So it was, it was exciting times. But then just the toys then were exciting. I, I can... I can honestly say so. Was this the the first version of the figure, Eddie, or the second version? Uh, what year was this? So eighty um, eighty two, Eddie, eighty two, mate. Right. So I so I was about twenty six. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it was late. It must have been the version two. That's cool. I reckon. So yeah, actually, what what um, version cap did he have? Do you know, is it a brown top or was it a red top? It's been so uh, such it's a long been... period of time. I can't actually remember. I can't believe you can't remember what colour hat he had. That's mental. No, I'm kidding at all. That's totally understandable. I mean, it's only been 32, 33 years, Chris. Sexy years. Dave, what about yourself? Did you um, did you go through the process of uh, sending off for this little bad boy? I did. 
and mine was a version two. Yeah. And the only reason is I know this is that until only about, you know, when I, when I came back into being interested, is I didn't even know that there was a brown stain. Yeah, brown, <laughs> a brown, brown, uh, brown top version. Yeah, brown top. And I was just like, oh my god, that is so cool. No, I, I, I definitely sent off, as was the uh, uh, style back at the time, uh, cutting these things out and sending them out. And whereas not necessarily exclusive to Action Force in my likes for toys, like Eddie was saying there, I was like doing it with Dengar. Dengar, the worst action figure ever Admiral Akbar and- oh Akbar as well yeah. yeah and and what I used to do shout out to Dave Shorter by the way for the Akbar thing where it was always please allow 28 days for delivery I would always do this and I would literally mark on my calendar the 28 days brilliant and it might have been the commander but i do remember for the mail aways there was there was two occasions where i i literally had like an almost mini meltdown because it wasn't like it, it on the 28th day it was there it was like about a week beyond that and it might have been the commander or, or skeletron or something like that but one i definitely remember was uh the rancor keeper because it got delivered to the wrong house <sighs> It was it was like delivered like two houses down and I was like literally livid. And then uh, sort of about just over a week later, someone came, you know, and said, oh, I, hello, th- I, this has been delivered, you know, because it's got my name on it. And it was the Rancor Keeper. And I was very happy. But uh, yeah, I used to literally because I'd, I'd get something like a Star Wars calendar or a Transformer calendar, you know, the, the ones where you got the picture on one page and then all the the dates and i'd like literally like have x's like counting down for when i'm supposed to be getting this thing highlight of my year i would still do that nowadays because it hasn't changed the postal service at all in all those years it's still slow as tolls <laughs> that's for your amazon prime deliveries yeah oh, <laughs> that's supposed to be next work anything day. that's like yeah next day no no. And your and your and your sunroof packaging club figures. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, exactly. Oh the god, the post. The, the on had... the on off card that you get. <laughs> on off card, I like that. I should start selling those on eBay as like variants. Yeah. Um I've got enough of them. <laughs> right, anyway, moving on. So the Commander version 2 was a second mail-in offer, Commander, released in 1983, differed from the original version of the Commander version 1 by having an all-red cap, as it was mentioned a little bit earlier on. A variant has been found using the body of the mission pilot. The figure was supplied with a steel blue pistol. The same figure was recolored as the Black Major, as was previously mentioned. So for myself, I didn't, I, I wasn't a, like aware of this as a child, I was a bit younger but i definitely had him as a figure at some point either from second hand-me-downs kind of style or from you know some sort of boot sale kind of buy uh, he definitely found his way into my collection and i didn't know for many years that he was some sort of mail away figure i just thought he would have just been bought like any other and the the first mail away action force gi joe kind of thing that i got involved with was steel brigade and that was the one that always sticks with me as like a you know like a really awesome it was one of those ones actually you know that whole 28 days later thing it is literally like you send you kind of send off for everything or your your mom deals with it i just mom you deal with it you get it sorted out i'll pay you later and then i didn't pay her and then um you know you forget about it like it goes out of your mind not dave because he would have put 
calendar up and and X'd it out. But that's one of the things that you just forget about for me, and I just didn't think about it. And then all of a sudden that day comes, oh, posts in, and it's like, oh my goodness, I've got a freaking Action Force figure with a file card. He's got my name, etc., etc. Just awesome. Obviously, we'd probably look at the Steel Brigade at some point, maybe in Series Three, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was my favourite mail away kind of one. Now, in terms of other media, we very rarely, we or we don't at all see this character in the comics. Now. Obviously, we've got the SAS squad leader. We've got, you know, the Space Force. Like, we've got all the different, like, sections, heads. That is what that, that they were the focus for the comics. We don't see any kind of guy taking the lead of the whole action force as, as, a, as a whole entity. Is that something you think should have been covered in the comics? Or is that something that you, did, again, didn't think of or didn't really pay mind to? If I'm honest, when I was a kid, yeah, it never occurred to me. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, even even in my head as a kid, I didn't see it as like series one, series two, series three. Yeah, yeah. It was all in one go, really, wasn't it? Yeah, um, because some of these were like still on the peg side by side with, with other ones. It really actually wasn't in my face that you had unique <laughs> characters really until um series three where we're like gung-ho and ripcord and, yeah because they're on the on the cards he was always like sas squad leader and then he had sas troopers and yeah yeah you know, sas commando I, 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 in, in terms of my my play pattern i never like called them like eagle or quick quick fire or anything like that they they were just more like soldiers yeah you had like Baron Ironblood and you know the Black Major. They 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 were really the only sort of like the named characters as such. Yeah. Um, I I never so as as a result I never really felt like the commander never fit in to that because all of these other ones that I had like Arctic Arctic Assault and that they they were just like they're all soldiers. You know they they I was still e- playing equally with all of them. I think when I had the commander he was just in with. A bunch of generic group of like you say like an army kind of set up so he was just in there as another different kind of version of that z force or whatever you know yeah yeah you're right he was never like right this is the hierarchy <laughs> we've got him at the top him at, you know that kind of thing yeah i know what you're saying it was like he he didn't really strike me as someone that was in charge as from the figure yeah he was just someone that hadn't got all of his gear on yet <laughs> yeah but um, yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Uh, okay, so it doesn't appear in the comics. There's not, not much of that. What we have got, though, uh, actually what also put on the show notes, we've managed to uh, get some pictures of the version two, uh, both versions, obviously because it's from the collection of Steve Dawson, the variant collector supreme. So we'll put those up in the show notes just to give you a nice good close-up of, um, of both those different versions. We will move on from the figure review. Again, he's very basic so it's quite simple to kind of uh, kind of uh, swish through uh, and we'll move into from the vault warning warning access granted to classified data Okay, yeah, so we, the commander was promoted on card backs and in numerous marketing materials all over Europe and UK. Dave, do you want to talk us through those, mate? Yeah, sure. So beyond the uh, the, the toys themselves, as, a, as an additional hook to like, get you to buy the toys, um, there were a couple of different adverts that were created um, to, first of all, kind of promote 
this whole new series of action force so particularly like series two of like uh, the creation of like the red shadows and baron ironblood and like the, the the different special teams you had some great artwork that was created and within that it would involve quite often the the inclusion of like the commander as a mail away so it served you know and achieved a couple of different things you know it, it was promoting action force it was like uh, also informing about the new rebranding but then also like an incentive to like you know buy these things and you can get like this extra thing that you cannot buy anywhere else uh for free there was uh, what we got here i think what you got in the show notes there is the dutch one yeah it is and i've got that in english and i think there is you know we're really <laughs> eddie's going off to get pictures i think i've got another advert i could be wrong with with different artwork that i think the commander may or may not be featured on it uh, but i definitely got that in Eng- that advert in english so i'll get like uh, an image of that but um yeah it, it, it was just another way of, of, of incentivizing because again going back to uh mentioned the star wars mail aways they were used in in comic book advertising as well you know they they, they were quite commonplace so boba fett dengar the emperor and the rancor keeper in particular were extensively promoted via comic book advertising and it was really good because it was all like really punchy colorful graphics and made you want to like find out a bit more about these but that particular advert that we're looking at here is just covers so much ground in, in the sense of you've got the Z Force guys and the SAS shooting at like Muton you know he's actually doing something <laughs> and and like red laser uh with like baron iron blood in the background you know with like loads of flames and explosions and stuff like that but um they were very vivid uh and quite possibly not that i remember but quite possibly one of one of the things that may have grabbed me to like you know bring me on to buying them in the first place because you know i'd get a lot of comics as a kid my my parents were, were very generous in that sense because they they believed it would help me read <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> So I'd I'd always have comics each week. And how to make a baby books. Yeah, and how to make a baby. But uh, it may it may have been these that uh, kind of helped you know put you know in a in a weird way uh, pull pull me into uh, uh, wanting to like find out about the toys and, and engage with the toys as well. So it was quite cool. Don't don't think the commander was necessarily pushed through any other format. No, I think, no, was, I think he, he was very just. It was literally just through the mail away, wasn't it? And um, yeah. and on those different kind of areas, even in even in that Dutch catalogue, which was um, you know the the, the one I, I did do like a little bit of a English translation on it. But like you say, you've got it in English anyway, so it's it, you know yeah. you it, it, you know it, I'm sure it makes sense. But again, it was just to promote the the mail away. So there was never any use of him in any kind of practical comic. Uh, or other, any other format where you see him in action, it was just the figure, wasn't it? There was never anything yeah. kind of drawn. I don't him. even. I'm not even sure they uh, uh, even promoted it at at a retail perspective. I don't think there's. I'd have to go back through the catalogs, but I don't think they even highlighted in there to say because quite often they would with like promotional activity to say, you know, we got we're intending on doing TV adverts for this period of time, you know, comic book advertising, we got a mail away for, you know, Star Wars or whatever. I, I don't think for Action Force, at least, you know, uh, to begin with, they were 
promoting the fact that they would have a direct marketing incentive which is is actually a big deal to retailers because it's kind of like well you know how are you as a as a toy company supporting this brand you know what are you doing you know if if, if i'm going to invest all this money in stock and give you shelf space what are you going to be doing to help promote it yeah um so it, it is a valid thing to like stick in there and I, I i don't think there's any reference to it in in those catalogs but uh i'll have a i'll have a double check um yeah yeah i mean in, in terms of that kind of stuff it's um again very thin on the ground we, it's it, it's one of those characters that really needs fleshing out and i know some of the guys on um certain facebook pages um including gi force have been um trying to kind of flesh out some of these characters and give them like backgrounds and stuff obviously you know th- these rights are owned by hasbro they own the rights by you know by proxy so they eventually may cover a, a character like this but want to do their own thing with him but at the same time you've got people that kind of want to give him a bit of background he's, he's a perfect character to do that because there's nothing about him anywhere there's no explanation of of anything so that he's got he's like a kind of a blank slate to work with which could you know come up with some that it could end up bringing out some very cool backstory later on in the years uh with with a character like this on top of the stuff that we've got that we'll be putting on the show notes all of the different catalogs and comic uh pages that they that we uh saw that the uh advertising in We've also got first shot mouldings and prototypes um, to show you too. From the collection of Eduardo Inman as well, we've got a very cool selection of prototypes. Um, Now, we'll go from left to right so the audience, the listeners, can um, can kind of follow. We've got this first one on the left now. Um, Eddie, do you want to take us through his structure? Do we know any information about the parts used? from this particular guy i think it's the uh well he's got a yellow a yellow torso yeah he looks a bit chunkier doesn't he than some of the other ones yeah he's quite he's quite broad yeah Um, yeah he's he's got like a zip front jacket style and sort of uh white arms and legs and and a brown cap yeah i think he's the same one that's on the blood for the baron uh so i'm just comparing the two, I yeah, think it's the same figure. Yeah, the one it does look the same. I think the the picture may might have been um stretched a little bit on that one that's on the show notes. So I think that it could just be the same figure. Yeah, he's he's quite he's because he's a lot bigger than um than the other two. Yeah. So it's quite interesting actually because I, I I don't think that body has been used at all for anything else. It's definitely. I for a second when I first saw the picture. I did think it was from a different line, like they'd thrown, they'd cobbled together a body from different parts from an, from another line. So that's quite, again, like you say, yeah, quite interesting. Yeah, I might have to, I might have to look more into, uh, look more into this and have an update on the next show. Totally. But yeah, it's certainly a different body. He's quite, quite a broad, a broad guy. Do you think? Uh, obviously, it was, um, you know, it was the same mold used for the Black Major. Um, yeah. Do you think they would have? Uh, are these are these the kind of prototypes we're looking at here? Are these the kind of molds that would then be cast in one particular plastic from this from this kind of mishmash? Do you know what I mean? So they cut they cast it in one type of plastic to then paint what they need to on it, or they or did or would they cast it in the all green? Uh, this is this is probably going to land in Dave's lab as he he's more uh, au fait with the processes. Okay. What what do you think, Dave? So sorry. 
rephrase that question again chris so this what we're looking at here are prototypes they're like things put together to show proof of concept or their first shot moldings or uh, what what have you would they then use this to create like to to cast in a different plastic or would they use this mold to then um or would they just paint directly onto this that they've got in front that we're looking in directly in front of they just paint straight onto this to create your final figure not necessarily so would they be recasting using this mold all all i was going to say at at this point with what we're looking at here they probably just literally created uh the parts in a variety of different colors so whilst the commander might have been an obvious choice with using the same body that was then used for the diver and things like that you know and 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 they they would cast them in in different colors to see what else you can come up with you know and then it, it's by changing those colors by cobbling together all of a sudden oh look you've got an arctic assault guy or or putting together oh, look, that that could be like a space space guy and things like that but also uh that you know that that's like at a creative level but at a manufacturing level these would have just literally been spat out just to literally test yeah and make sure that you know is is this correct you know are you happy with this sign it off it's not necessarily got to be in the right color plastic you know just to make sure that it is the right uh, structure yeah yeah creating the the the, the right results you know do, do we have to amend the tool in any way that would the final like one that the final thing that they actually finally paint would that be cast in a completely different plastic or is it the, am i looking at what it's oh right i see what you so so you're talking like a, a visual appearance model i don't know i'm i'm talking about what we're looking at, at the moment now is this something that's just been cobbled together to show someone or now, is this what, at the what factory what they would now yeah, paint on what, what we're looking at now is is like almost possibly production ready plastic so this okay, is cool. literally coming out of the injection molding what would go into like a uh catalog say would be a resin version that yeah. is 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 painted up so they they don't happen you know they don't have the final thing quite ready so they'll make a quick cast and quite often um painted up so if you look at the the images where we got the the commander on the back of the packaging he's, yeah. he's got very much a glossy finish yeah uh and and that was a metal version of the figure so they they literally did a metal uh you know made made a quick mold i didn't know that um cast it in metal and then painted it up and glossed it for um for those series one figures which is why they look quite different to the actual finished product do people have those metal versions then uh one person does oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well when i say that that's, that's not strictly true but uh effectively they r- mostly reside with the people that help create it yeah yeah because, because it was you know they, they 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 would they were just like there as a matter of course and i don't know to the to the extent of how many of those things are out there you know because they they probably got um crushed in that but um no yes yeah there's there's certainly a few of them out there 
um, which hopefully you know as, as as time goes on we'll we'll get to see some of those but yeah for 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 an appearance thing or for photography uh, a different casting is made for uh but you wouldn't necessarily paint over the production plastic uh which i think is what you were asking yeah i just mean like what are we looking at here are we looking at which stage are we looking at here and then would they then recast it back at the manufacturers would would they would they say right, right this is what we're having and then they cast it in a certain plastic is what my my, my question is yeah what what you're looking at there is probably more f- to like check that it's coming out and is to everyone's satisfaction right uh, first and foremost but then uh, by doing different colors just to like test how those parts look in different colors you can then assemble them to see what you know potentially you know does that give you an idea for something else you wouldn't be painting those up sure, uh, at sure. that stage though first and foremost they probably spat out big, and we and we've seen those for other things where they are just all still attached to the sprues to say you know are you guys happy with these you know yeah. are, are they to you know are, are you happy to sign this off you know before we go to like sort of manufacture coolsies in a roundabout way it's, it's um similar to the boss fight process yeah. yeah with the hack stuff yeah but obviously long ago uh the, but the process and the thought processes haven't really changed and i i, I think it's the the same in any manufacturing job where you create the brand and you you know you have to go through certain stages to to create your end product basically is the commander cast in green plastic or is he painted he's cast so he's cast in that green and then they just paint the, yeah. the kind of bits and pieces on him right cool yeah that was kind of what my question was in, in, a, in a roundabout way on and with those with those prototypes i wasn't sure if they were you know obviously it would make more sense to be painting on the same color so obviously that makes sense that if it's being cast in that green and then obviously the head would be in a different. Would the, would that be in the the the, the kind of flesh color plastic? Um, yes. Thing? Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's 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 awesome. So that's the prototypes. Um, sorry, sorry, Eddie. You've also got the the other two, which we should probably make mention of as well in in terms of color. Yep. Next to the one, the the kind of uh, the yellow guys. If you want to go through to the middle dude. Well, we we have a um, more traditional. Uh, sort of black major style molding. He has a green body, and next to him we have a, a similar molding. There's a slightly different in that there's uh, like a strap on the left hand side of the body, and and that's uh, that's a white uh, plastic that they've used there. I I, I suppose this is um, purely experimentation of the of the product. Would you say, Dave? Yeah, yeah. It you know it it's it's just like looking in and uh, trying to see see what other things you can come up with <laughs> essentially that's it yeah yeah the kind of creative process a bit and it like the messing around with it and see what throw enough of the wall to see what sticks it's not chris it's not throw enough plastic at, at my balls no they're really cool i'm guessing this would be at commander stage before they even think about the the black major right so this is like the process of getting the parts together for the commander yeah rather than getting the parts together for the black major because this is before they've thought of repainting him right well not necessarily what you're seeing there might have been the part the 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 inspiration process for the black major and then they decided to do the commander off that no 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 i i first and foremost that was like the base figure so if you if you think of the original series one figures that 
that was really the template for everything else that came. Right, I see. But they would then take those parts from Series 1 figures, juggle them around, in some cases, you know, mould new parts to create characters. But for the most part, they were using the same set of arms, legs, bodies and heads, but just repainted, you know, in different colourways to create new characters if you broke down the 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 number of parts that were there there's not a a huge amount in the entire action force range you know really versus the number of characters so there was yeah there was an awful lot of exploration both with design and marketing you know to see you know what else can we make out of this because we got we got to reuse this stuff as much as possible to to recoup the investment more than anything else awesome okay well yeah i mean that brings us basically to the end of from the vault with all of the uh prototypes that we've looked at i've learned something so that's good but then again it doesn't take much uh moving on Boss Fight Builds is a brand new segment with modern era figures that are on the agenda. Custom kit bashing without the need for cash and painted on heads to remove vintage tashes. So join Eric, Dave, Andrew and Katrina as they explain how they made cesspool meaner or how to create the SAS squad leader or any of the Action Force characters in the era. So make a cup of tea, sit back and relax while Boss Fight applies the decals and paint apps. Switch around legs, crotches, arms and heads, helmets, guns, knives, accessories and backpacks. This is the mission, should you accept or not? No matter the weather, whether it's cold or hot. So remember, if you customise or just enjoy the spot, it pays to know the boss really likes you a lot so boss fight builds we are joined tonight by Eric Aranya and Andrew Franks from the Boss Fight team, and continuing the theme of the Commander, we've forced them to concoct their own versions of the Forgotten Hero in a modern style, and we have been spoiled again with these offerings. Let's let's start with Andrew. Andrew, first of all, how are you, buddy? How are you getting on? I'm pretty good. That sounds confident. That's you know that's what I got right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on anyway, and again, and gracing us with this stuff. So, um, do you want to take us through? your build yeah so so i thought it was it was kind of interesting that this guy was a a blank slate you know sort of all we know about him is he's a commander and he's green (laughs) so you know sifting through my parts trays i i kind of like the idea that he would fly around the battlefield nice and check out different different situations uh in different areas cool so i've given him a little flight gear um, he's got the Matt Tracker helicopter backpack, and then uh, nice just to, to be a little different. Um, his flight helmet is the uh, the sci-fi helmet. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, and then the the basic build of the figure is the uh, the retaliation trooper. Um, so that that gives you a nice base. He's already all green. Yeah. And then I threw the uh, the dusty the POC dusty head on there and the uh, flak vest 
that was recently included with the uh, 50th Spirit, but I think originally it was the Pit Commando, I think it yeah, came with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, a belt that I think is from one of the movie Hawks with a uh, a holster on it. That's wicked. And then uh, the uh, MP5 with the stock, which I don't remember who that originally came with, but I found it, so... <laughs> I thought it looked pretty good. It's like the standard issue, like SAS weapon from back yeah. in the day as well, isn't it, Dave? Yeah. We like a good bit of heckling cock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just the second yep. part of that. Um, also, I like the, the standees on as well, Andrew. Bit of product placement. Uh, yes. I had a I had a boss fight stand handy, so. Oh, really? <laughs> Available for don't, uh, don't Don't tell the other guys, but I... Uh, I brought the uh, glow-in-the-dark figure samples home to play with tonight, oh. so that's why I have. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll stop doing that. Oh, I can't wait to see that stuff. That's amazing. Are you, are you literally sat in the dark now? <laughs> <laughs> yes. My entire Just house is naked by all of these little action figures. <laughs> His naked body illuminated by all of those glow-in-the-dark <laughs> figures. Video call, video call, video call. <laughs> quick change it uh you don't you don't want to because i'm sitting here i think with pizza on my face oh yes my, uh, and i've my... finished yeah it, what, my, what pizza uh, is it steven universe t-shirt it's super sexy <laughs> pizza <laughs> face andrew sounds like you know like the, the second character. figure or something yeah like it's a two-pack <laughs> with um it's our Could... next mail away. Oh, amazing! <laughs> awesome. Well, coming back to the um, going back to the figure that you've you created, Andrew. Yeah, he looks awesome. I love the fact you managed to kind of squeeze the the kind of neckerchief cravat thing in there too. So he's you know he's he kind yep. of looks and the head kind of does look, has that distinguished look about it that you kind of expect like a all action commander to have and I, I like the kind of the similarities with hawk where he would kind of always be flying around and you know in battlefields like in the gi joe team and stuff in fact yeah. the first time i saw hawk in the cartoon he was parachuting into a battle i can't even remember what that what uh, episode that was but it was like the first one that we like you know that we would get our hands on it was the first time i saw him as well but i like that kind of um you know that kind of look seeing it the, the battle from above kind of thing that's wicked i embrace andrew's idea of uh you, you kind of got like a blank canvas to do what you, you what you want and in, interpret that uh as you see fit and i i really kind of dig the idea of like what you're saying about the flying uh without him necessarily being quite clearly tagged to one team or another if you would like to, to sort of put him in the in the worlds of the SAS and Z Force and Q Force and Space Force you know it kind of all purpose I mean who's to say that you know the helmet is is, is pressurized as well for you know for upper atmospheres and and, and that so um it, it's cool it, it it wouldn't be like an obvious thing that you would say side by side when you look at some of the previous builds that we've done and said, yeah, that's clearly that figure, but there's no, there's, you know, that's what yeah. I love about this whole exercise anyway, because it's, it's almost like doing the pursuit of Cobra, uh, yeah. sort of take on things. And if it, and if it was a literal translation, not to say that the old figure was crap, but like, it's, 
not that inspiring really you know it it you know he's, there's not much going on with the original at all he's holding a pistol and he's got a hat on that's pretty much it he's kind of standing to attention you know uh, it, it's not like you could really go well yeah the the, the 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 play possibilities with this guy so a reimagining of him you know puts him into you know gives him purpose you know and, and which is what andrew's done here you know and he's sort of explained what the idea and the rationale behind it so yeah, i like it i like it uh, have you done any black major customs andrew in the past i haven't yet um i mean i know the guys the at least one version is the same build yeah but you know i mean i think you'd really want to differentiate them with a modern build because i think it makes a lot of sense for for black major to have uh kind of like a nazi ss kind of look to him yeah Whereas I think, you know, it makes a lot of sense to to take the commander in a different direction. Well, yeah, it looks really cool. Again, the, uh, what Dave said, yeah, it kind of hits the nail on the head there, I suppose. You know, the kind of the Pursuit of Cobra up, upgrade and, and it looks really, really cool. Okay, so swing over to Eric. Hi, Eric. How you doing, buddy? Hello, love. <laughs> Hello. How are you? What? How are you doing? Um, I don't know what happened there. Sorry. Um, my, my, You should see on the audio, my vocal's gone into the upper atmosphere as well with his helmet <laughs> helmet lol if only eddie was here he'd have loved those helmet comments um <laughs> yeah so how are you doing buddy take us through your thing at the moment how are you getting on with life i'm i'm doing well i'm 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 well <laughs> <laughs> yes done complete with that said and done Take us through your build, sir. I was thinking a little more. Um, Andrew went in a in a far different direction than than I did. Than I am. Uh, think he was giving him a new purpose and a new concept and stuff like that. Yeah. This is much more POC than I was thinking for mine. And but I did want to update him because he is very bland. <laughs> the, the original, like he's all green, and even like the two variations, there's not a lot to it. New. If you added some white on the original, he'd be a very nice Christmas figure with the red hat and the <laughs> green outfit, like the Christmas commander. The commander is coming to town. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Can we go see him? You can sign up, kids. <laughs> come sit on his lap and tell him what you want. He's come to enlist. <laughs> to enfist. Sorry. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> so um I, I was thinking more in line. There's a couple of different builds. I mean there's there's easy builds you could throw together where you just use like the dollar general green shipwreck. Yeah. And then put put a you know, Andrew said use the dusty head with the red star hat. Yeah. That type of thing is 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 a very simple way. Um but in a nice upgrade and giving him some nice color breaks, but still keeping him very clean in, in the straight green outfit. I was thinking more if you use the fiftieth anniversary uh flint torso with uh with the turtleneck and the button shirt yeah and then swap out his lower arms with like a a shock trooper so he kind of has still has that like tight at the wrist look going and give him the dollar general shipwreck legs so that way you're you're adding the sidearm to him now and the pouch so at least he has some color breaks sure on his legs but he still has the pants you're still keeping it kind of that basic structure as well aren't you yeah, basic structure, but with some add-ons. You could add the twenty-first, the twenty-fifth anniversary hawk belt to him with the gun holster, yeah. but that might be the way of the gun holster that's on his leg. Actually, yeah. And then uh, using the, 
I can't remember the guy's name, the Russian commander's name from Crystal Skull. But if you if you use his the head, crystal, he's kind of yeah, got yeah. that same hat. Also, he's kind of got an older face, like he's more a little more grizzled, a little more just a little older than everyone yeah, else. Yeah. He's the commander team you would imagine that like, like you picture hawk being older than duke yeah yeah so you're kind of giving him a, a you're, you're giving him an older look <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice stamp there. <laughs> yeah totally i'm just trying to find the guy's name yeah so that's the the overall bill so you've again gone for the kind of more closer to the original kind of aspect with him yeah um, dovchenko is it yeah that sounds right that'll do it's a russian name why why wouldn't i remember that who's <laughs> <laughs> on the tip of your tongue yeah that wasn't all that was on the well, tip that of movie had such an impact with everybody i'm shocked <laughs> yeah <laughs> have, have i ever just a very quick side tangent have i ever told you i, my, doubt, I um, doubt it but go for it <laughs> shut up my, my um crystal skull story with robert watts go for it okay so robert watts was the producer for empire strikes back return of the jedi first three indiana jones films who framed roger rabbit you know and a bunch of other stuff i think he still has the accolade of the highest grossing producer today cool but we had him come down a couple of years ago and the guy is awesome he is completely genuinely shot away but in the nicest possible uh, fashion and we uh, we did a charity screening of Raiders of the Lost Ark. And afterwards, I mean, he was a hit with the kids because he was explaining about, you know, that, you know, back in his day, you really blew stuff up. So you had like 15 cameras filming everything in case something went wrong. And they were just like, wow. <laughs> but afterwards, we took him uh over the road into the crown and had a few drinks and then he was like really kind of like you know because he was out of earshot of kids like really opening up and saying what he thought of certain things and um we asked him about what he thought about crystal skull because during that time he had uh prostate cancer so he was undergoing treatment so he had absolutely nothing to do with the film but because he is a contributor for certain intellectual property rights to it, he went down as, um, was it like an associate producer? Where effectively he gets credited, but he didn't actually do anything. So Director. He gave, <laughs> there you go. So he gave up producing films with Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That was his last film that he produced because... It was the advent of CGI, and he knew that he, you know, he was like going to be outdated. Yeah, yeah. Um, he couldn't keep up with this, so he decided to call it quits, and then spent twenty odd years literally traveling the world, studying tribal cult cultures, and he literally, you know, did the walkabout with the Aborigines. You know, stayed with tribes in Papua New Guinea. You know, and he's literally covered in scars and tattoos where he's been stung and bitten and you know, taking all kinds of hallucinogenic properties, Blimey. you know, part of these tribal um, initiations. And he, <laughs> that's partly why he's like completely nuts. But he's, he's, he's literally spent 20 odd years doing it. You know, he just travels the world. So when we asked him about Crystal Skull, he said, the Ark of the Covenant, I knew nothing about that. Uh, the Shankar Stones, I knew nothing about that. The Holy Grail, I knew nothing about that. But I've actually held a crystal skull this is like something i knew something about and i watched it he said i literally got on the phone to steven spielberg like straight away wow. and i just tore into him saying you've completely f***ed this up no way yeah yeah and you know you 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 you're now going to do to indiana jones what george has done to star wars you know you've you've taken something that was 
perfect ending, reconciliation between father and son, going off into the sunset. That was it. You've now just watered this down from something that was great to just now what would be seen as mediocre overall. And he said, Steven Spielberg didn't say a thing to, you know, didn't respond at all, just letting him get it all off his chest. And then he just said in response, did you get your check? Which was like a like million dollars or something like that. And Rob was like, yes, I did, but it doesn't matter Jeez. about that. <laughs> so he didn't have anything to do with it and he still got loads and loads of money as well. Yeah, I'd be, yeah, yeah. man. But you, he's but like, associated the, with that now. No wonder he was upset. I, I, yeah, oh, yeah, no, because this is it. He, he, I mean, this is what he was like saying, you know, that at his point in his career, you know, in his life, he doesn't need money because he made his fortunes and decided to do certain things with his life that it doesn't really matter to him to the same degree. And he'd rather be remembered for high quality work. Yeah. Like with... Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi rather than like the prequels you know of, of like Star Wars as an overall thing um, and he, you know he's just like saying you know I, I, I don't want to be remembered for things that were like okay I want to be remembered for things that were like absolutely amazing like who framed Roger Rabbit <laughs> well yeah exactly but um, he, he, he asked for like an all the cool stuff t-shirt and he said I've got some meetings next week and I'll, I'll wear it to that. And you'd be like thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, fine, whatever. You know, anything for a free T-shirt. And then, like, I got email with a picture of Robert wearing the T-shirt. And he's got his arm around George Lucas. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I, was, I remember I was, like, sat down here on the sofa. And I literally, like, spat your tea <laughs> out. Cool called up chloe and like we're like oh my god are we gonna get sued because like the logo is kind of like power of the force-esque <laughs> but, uh, oh yeah, you, yeah pretty- you told me that at um brighton didn't you about that because yeah. chloe's yeah you were worried that you're gonna get in like massive trouble <laughs> it's all right it's only but, disney uh, and lucas they'll be all right yeah but it just goes to show that someone who's out of that thing is is genuinely still calling those people up and talking to them and, and things but like you wouldn't know it to to speak to the guy because he's he's not any airs or graces and he swears like a trooper and you know just completely nuts but like really fascinating and he was just really he, he genuinely was he was just really pissed that he wasn't consulted at all with Crystal Skull they had so, you know a vague knowledge about it you know that he he he'd sort of like looked at all these things um, but was furious at the results of it. So, and that was someone who you know who's had a hand in the creation. So. Wow! Wow! Side story. Though, <laughs> I, was, I was just waiting. I was just waiting for the side that that to be done. I think Crystal Skull is going to be better than Episode Eight or Seven, whatever. Oh, <laughs> yeah. really? Never mind. <laughs> You've already thought about Episode Eight. You're already on that one. Have you? I'm already. Catching episode eight, and we're, seven isn't even out yet. It's gonna be so much better than Rogue Squadron. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Rogue Squadron is all about Porkins. Oh, if it was, I would be, I would be well into that. And how he got to that size? Yeah. How he started off really skinny, and then it's just like an, it's like two hours of just eating pork pies or something like that. <laughs> His name's like really something like, you know. Grundlesling or something oh, like that. But... Bernard, Bernard <laughs> Grundlesling. Kings for like eating pork pies. I hope so. How do you fit an X-wing through a McDonald's drive-in? <laughs> That's the big question that I want answered. Uh, there's quite a lot of fat pilots in the his Star R2 Wars unit is actually just like a pedal bin. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like throwing milkshakes behind him. 
Like into an open pedal bit. I bet his X-Wing looks like the inside of my car, like full of just shit stuff, yeah, and crap, hookers in the boot. What? <laughs> dead, dead, dead <laughs> ones. Anyway, yeah, cool. So coming back to the boss fight, guys, there we've looked obviously- I'd, I'd rather hear another story from Drew. Yeah, me too. Do another anecdote, day. Yay! Andrew can come on every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go on then, Dave. <laughs> What happened today? Oh, Anything what happened else? at Farthest From? Oh, f what, what, what? Talk about that. You can if you want. Uh, it was very strange, guys. <laughs> very strange. I, it was good, though. It was fun. We had a good time. Yeah. No, we had um, Gerald Holm, who played Squidhead and a Mon Calamari officer down. And very nice guy. Very, you know, full, full of very engaging stories mm. and bits and pieces that I, you know, I genuinely didn't even know about that within the realms of the filmings of the scenes that he did. You know, he, ha he actually had scripts that were more expanded on like Admiral Akbar and all the other Mon Calamari and that, that all got sort of cut out. That was really cool to see. I never knew any of that existed, but uh, yeah, no, he's a interesting guy. And then we had Dave Shorter who, hmm. Andrew got to meet this year at Rollout Roll Call, who uh, did a presentation on collecting loose Admiral Akbar figures. Which is hilarious. Which was, uh, yeah, it was very funny, very funny. So, yeah, no, that was good. So, uh, a long, long weekend, all of vintage Star Wars goodness. You'd have loved it, Eric. There was loads of Star Wars stuff. Star what? <laughs> Star Trek stuff. Oh, yeah, I like Star that. Star whores. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lols. No, it was really cool. I don't think there were any figures there that you guys had worked on, though. Yeah, well, when you look at those, I mean, those figures have stood the test of time because if you look at the current figures, they're just the same articulation-wise, so... Yeah. Ooh. Big hit. The 5 POA. Big money. Well, you know, technology hasn't, and consumers' expectations haven't changed in 30 years. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Of course not. Of course not. How was the hacks line coming, guys? Do you want to give us an update on that? No. <laughs> well, the pre-orders went up, I, didn't I, they? I, I did get asked a couple of times over the weekend by a few people when uh, when to expect, and I said, "Well, pre-orders are up. Go head over there." Yeah, yeah, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have gone live with the pre-orders if we weren't super close at this point so we are you know we are expecting them you know very soon to have them in our hands and then to start the shipping so it'll probably take us a few weeks to get the kickstarter orders out yeah it's 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 a daunting task it'll probably take us you know all day that first day to move just to move the pallets indoors where they're safe Damn. and under lockdown so have you been told how they're going to arrive on the back of um a carrier pigeon <laughs> one by one I'm, no, I'm thinking it should be in the style of, of like the era that someone's just been like felling trees and they come in on rolling logs. You yes. Know? <laughs> wow. Stonehenge like style. style yeah. like that. Delivered by Canadian lumberjack. Yes. <laughs> Sexy. So, um, okay, so the, the pre-orders went live. People have been buying all those. That's cool. Um, have you been getting like a good buzz off those? I mean, is it good? Is it, you know, they kind of, are you selling a lot on the website? Yeah, the numbers yeah. are very good um we're very happy it is it has stoked us to work to work harder to get series two out faster as well as is some other things we're working on that are are related i actually just saw some of the early digital you know on the screen digital shots of some of the, the figures from series 
two today that uh cool for mr axon was working on and they are looking great and i'm very excited you know i i've been in and out for a while and a little disconnected from everything for the past couple of months but uh swinging back in right now is very exciting because it's pre-sales have stoked my you know gotten gotten me very excited again i can't wait to get series one in people's hands and and see the buzz uh i'm i'm excited to see reviews and what like i always love seeing what review sites yeah do the stuff that i worked on like i even even if it's a bad review sometimes it's a fun review like there's a couple of sites that like take pictures with all these other toy lines and yeah yeah put word balloons and everything and stuff during their reviews and i always i always get very excited about like i i think that stuff is interesting and funny yeah so i'm very excited to see what they do with this line that that you know as a group we all created this ip from the ground up and and it's going to be very cool to see how all all of that kind of works and and i i hope people like it like the samples we've been getting are amazing yeah like uh, i can't believe how good good this factory has really really done us justice and well from the pictures you've been posting they look incredible thank you <laughs> they really do yeah uh, yeah i mean the 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 deco uh, particularly has really been beyond all expectations. I mean, when when people get the uh, the the cursed stone Spartan in hand, yeah, uh, it's gonna blow their minds. Amazing. But uh, it's it's too the the interesting thing about the pre orders has been watching people's orders as they come in and and what people order. And I, I guess it's 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 maybe the the coolest thing about us sort of accidentally offering so much variety up front yeah. is is that each order is very, very unique. Okay. Like there'll be one guy who only wants a ton of skeletons. And then there's one guy who only wants the the purple figures. <laughs> and the pu- he's doing a purple shadows uh, custom, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean we've gotten like there was an order that clearly was a retailer in Japan. <laughs> yeah. You know, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. So have you um have you noticed uh, like a, a favorite overall from um from kind of buying um choices? Some of them are very very close. Like even you know the Spartan seems to be the 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 best selling. The last time I looked, um, but only like like the the one you know two and three and four are only like ten or fifteen figures behind them. Like the numbers are very that's close. Cool. Well, that's good as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Have you um have you have you had to make kind of um concessions for that um where uh, you know like in creating a certain amount of figures with each one or are you just are you literally is it just made to order at this stage no our order is set like we we have set our order um at this point and we, we were using our best guess on right, quantities right. judging by the sales through fundiful and kickstarter the sales aren't totally matching up but I, I think our quantity I think the quantities we put in will cover most of what people are gonna want. That's cool. We always have the opportunity to reorder if the demand is still out there when when our stuff sells through starts selling through. Do do you feel that that's kinda close that 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 you will that you will sell through or do you uh, do you think your quantities are covering it at the moment? I think right now quantities are still covering, but I do think we're gonna sell through rather fast. That's good. But we we still have some surprises coming that that no one has seen yet or heard of. You're yet. gonna pull all my figures off the card. That'd be quite a nice surprise. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have uh, we're gonna mark everything up. And <laughs> surprise! Everyone's gonna have the wrong hands and parts. 
I've done a shit in this one. I, uh, I just, Surprise. I just want you guys to know that every figure shipping to the UK will have a drawn on it. Yes. So, so it's going to be a just pleasant like the surprise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but don't worry, it'll be in Sharpie, so it won't rub Amazing. off. Amazing. So it'll be good. It'll that just reminds me of the time Dave drew on his bombardier, uh, his bombardier card, <laughs> and Adam Riches was behind him. <laughs> that was the funniest thing ever. <sighs> anyway, that were good times. So that will go down as possibly the most embarrassing moment of my life. <laughs> I've never. He was so red, but. It was funny because he knew exactly what was going on. He knew you weren't, you know, defacing his art for like because you hated it. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh goodness me! Yeah, Kevin Watts. Yeah, is completely responsible for that whole debacle. <laughs> Probably I'm holding him responsible. <laughs> Amazing. So thanks, guys, for doing the um, the commanders for us. We'll uh, put the pictures on Facebooks on the show notes so people can do their own customs uh, to the commander if they want to, and follow that as well. Thanks for joining us on another Boss Fight Builds. And uh, and also, we're going to have to kind of do another segment called Dave's Anecdotes, where he tells us a story. Uh, Shut no, up. No, it would be a good thing. Story time with Dave. <laughs> Dave and Ori. Look, you've got to have... You've got to have all sorts of uh, stories from when you were delivering food. That's got to be great. Yeah, you've got no idea. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> I have no way to pay you, Dave Tree. <laughs> Can story time with Dave Tree start with an image of him in front of a fireplace with a smoking jacket yeah. and a nice big plush yes. chair? Uh, Eric, for you, I'm going to do that tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely. You're gonna do break that into someone's house that, that's got a fire. <laughs> You're gonna be very impressed with me. I'm gonna figure this out, but I'm gonna do that tomorrow morning. <laughs> tomorrow morning. <laughs> uh, we, you need to do that. Actually, that needs to happen. Yeah, but it can be done. Um, yes. Yeah, so thanks, guys, for joining us. We really appreciate it again. <laughs> and that's another boss fight build. Bye. Bye, Chris. We're not go I'm not going anywhere. Boss Fight Studio are an independent design studio for toys and collectibles. For more information on Boss Fight Studio, you can visit their Facebook page on facebook.com forward slash pages forward slash boss hyphen fight hyphen studio and their Twitter page at Boss Fight Studio. A composition giveaway! Nick and Mass at Indemand Toys and our very own David Tree at All The Cool Stuff have kindly donated some G.I. Joe goodies and we are giving them away to one lucky listener who can correctly answer the following questions. Firstly, you will have until 11.59pm, that's Greenwich Mean Time, <laughs> on the 3rd of January 2016 to email the full force at allthecoolstuff.co.uk with your answers and mailing address where, if you get the questions right, we'll go into a hat and the winner will be chosen at random. Or it'll be fixed. I'm kidding. The questions are as follows. 1. According to the file card and data file, who was considered to be the strongest member of the Action Force team? Question 2. The pilot of the Sea Lion is Dolphin, and his primary military specialty is underwater solo attack. But what is his secondary military specialty? Question 3. Where was Space Force's very own Hot Jets born? We will need the name of the city and country. So good luck everybody, 
we will announce the winner on our Facebook page on the 4th of January 2016. Hopefully one of you will have a very Merry Christmas, courtesy of The Full Force. The government has loaned us this really marvellous Cobra equipment. And some Force equipment, I see. What we got in? Let's start with Eddie, because your name is always first on the list. I, don't, I, never, cha- I, ne- I never change it, so it's, yeah. It's yeah okay. what, what have you got in, mate? I did my Eddiana Jones and the Temple of Dawson act again <laughs> uh, and, and raided his uh, variant collection and oh. and took um, 24 carded action force figures from, from, from Steve. Took? Took, yes. With, did, you, with, uh, did you take with them with acrylic then, casing? As you stole them and ran out of the, the yeah, room, did a, bit, did a giant boulder roll behind you? <laughs> yeah. Down a yeah. down a dusty cobwebby cave. Man. Yes. A giant bold man. Yes. So yeah, all, uh, uh, ranging a, a spectrum of different uh, styles of cards from the early from the early re- releases to the to the later ones and a few paint variants and so on and so forth. So I had those. What else did I get? I got a, a PlayStation Four. Nice. No way. Yes. Yeah. So I bought one of those. Um, a couple of games. Uh, so you've gone, you've gone from an Atari two six hundred to a PlayStation four. I've gone from a Amstrad, <laughs> an Amstrad sixty four, to a PlayStation four, which is it. You know, it's it's not too much of a leap. No, but similar. Apart from I struggled to even get the uh, polypropylene off the game wrapper. It oh, was it was very difficult. That stuff is. They should wrap buildings in that, and you would never get yeah. anyone stealing from anyone else ever again, would you? It was horrendous, so uh, I struggled with that. So I got that, so that was very exciting. What else did I get? I got uh, a Lego pirate ship. Brilliant. Uh, which is The Nick Whitmore pretty- Lego pirate ship. Yeah. Um, I got a boxed uh, swordfish as well. Cool. Picked one of those up. It was on Dutch eBay, and I got it at 2 o'clock in the morning for... Thirty-five pounds, I, like I think. I like wow. that. So yeah, so that that was a, a pleasing moment. Miles, did I get? Oh, I got a Medicom Boba Fett. Cool, nice. Uh, which which is pretty cool. I also got, and I I can't remember the name of the vehicle now. Irritatingly, a but uh, Buck Rogers. Uh, so we're gonna say a butt. <laughs> butt I plug got Rogers. Plugged. I got butt plugged <laughs> in the wreck. <laughs> Uh, by th- someone's giant box. Oh, is that the one? Is that the one you sent the picture of? Yeah, yeah, that I got is that. Back. Wicked. It was. So I'll, I'll have to get some pictures down of that. That was that was a really good buy. Bye. I think that's it. I, yeah, I think that's about it. To be honest, nice. I think that's it. So that's not bad with a PlayStation Four in there as well. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Oh, I I haven't included my Christmas presents that I bought. Oh, okay. For yourself. For myself, yeah. I did buy. I, I bought a sideshow Darth. Ooh. And Ooh. I also bought the Lego Heli Carrier. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So I bought that. How many I of those had, did you buy? I I I, I bought uh, two <laughs> by mistake uh, because I, I bought one and then I, I didn't get the confirmation email immediately. So in my infinite wisdom. I thought they haven't sent me the confirmation email. Those those little scamps. I must have made an error. So I bought another one. Wow. Uh, not realising that I bought one five minutes earlier, and yes, and that was uh, interesting. Good work. Very interesting. 
So I, I, I spent quite a lot of money. Yeah, so it's all good, really. Brilliant. Happy days. Brilliant. Excellent. David? I got a couple of bits, which is uh, pretty cool, where I uh, went to Hong Kong. Oh, I, um, how was that? We haven't really spoken about how it was. It was insane. It was insane. You know, it, it was uh, just, as a culture, just completely bonkers. And if you're, bonkers. if you're interested in toys in any shape or form, they have a very different taken unique perspective on toy retail and and just how you you go about it here you know arguably everyone is just sat in the domain of like online shopping but in hong kong it's the complete opposite nobody really uses online they literally want to go see the stuff they want to talk about it with other people you know the, the 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 retailers their friends you know there is a culture of after work you all go out to the toy stores and you go have a look at these things and then as a result to like try and pull the people in all the toy stores will put on magnificent displays of stuff you know it, it was it was just bonkers you know absolutely bonkers some of it and they don't like you taking pictures either partly because some of the stuff hasn't really hit retail yet you know because they're getting stuff because you said you're in relative close proximity to where the stuff's being made so they are in some respects getting it in advance uh particularly things like um third party transformer stuff and things like that but yeah it it, it was it was it was just incredible uh and and as an experience you know you're seeing such an urban sprawl of stuff you know with phenomenal buildings and also like complete ghettos you know you can see the influences of you know where things like judge dread were influenced and yeah uh, blade runner you know it's no doubt about it when you're there you just literally realize that that's kind of had this effect on a lot of sci-fi over the years because there's literally nowhere else like it you know where everybody's on top of one you know just in these huge oppressive cities and apartments and stuff like that but yeah it was very cool but i got a few things whilst i was out there i got a very cool zoids kit which i will build at some point over the christmas break so it's like a a red zoid gorilla uh which is pretty cool and i got these super deformed transformers (laughs) don't yeah don't don't one's called hawkinatron (laughs) (laughs) but uh they're made by a company called kids logic now you might not necessarily know those products, but I guarantee you would have seen the videos online at some point where they did the Iron Man flying on a magnet. Oh, have yeah, yeah, that? yeah, yeah. It's those guys. So they do that. That's they, they, insane. They, they've done a Back to Future DeLorean version as well, wow. where uh, it, it just literally hovers on the base. So that was quite cool. So, yeah, uh, I, I got a few bits. Oh, and a, my neighbor Totoro, so Studio Ghibli plush uh, tree with like a, a Totoro in his trunk, Aww. which is, it, it's so cool. Uh, I, I, that's actually probably my favorite purchase. It's, I just saw that. And I was like, Oh, f- it, I'm having that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> literally saying that in the shop, just like that. But outside of that, where it's far as from last weekend, I managed to pick up a 1981 Kenner trade catalog. Nice. That I didn't have. So uh, that was from Mark Hockley at Star Wars. I think it's pronounced Star Wars, Dave. <laughs> well, well, uh, Mark Mark Hockley, who who is available for all your Star Wars vintage needs, and also Robbie Williams and Michael Bublé uh, tribute acts. <laughs> 
<laughs> that that is his job. Amazing. He, he's a professional Buble and Robbie Williams. Well, his his stage name is Robin Williams. Brilliant. I can't remember what the Buble one is, but yeah, he, he goes off all over the place on those. Get things. your Bublés out. <laughs> yeah. Show uh, me your Buble. It, it's it's something like Mike All Buble. Or something like that, you know. He he does like these play on words. Anyways, I, I got a eighty-one. Blue blazer covered in milk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> milk blue blaze. <laughs> uh, did I get anything else? Oh, uh, fake blue blaze. I got um, the last <laughs> silicon uh, blue blaze. This this year's Vectis catalogs that were uh, all the Star Wars auctions. So that they were like the prospectus that. Uh, you could uh, pick up and buy now whilst I didn't get anything from from those auctions it's just a real good reference to show some of the stuff that's been available this year uh, particularly from like um, with respect to Palatoy and how much it is as well right well no no you don't see you don't see the under the hammer prices it's just, it's just those estimates but right. where you had like the Beaches Toy Shop Discovery uh, that was in like Wales, where it was just all like Action Man stuff and Star Wars stuff. You, you know, it's just a good, good reference archive for all of that stuff. So um, that's pretty cool. So yeah, mo- mostly a couple of bits from Hong Kong and reference material outside of that. So oh, and X Wing, X Wing miniatures. Yeah, I've had a few more of those. Sweet. So just a couple more ships, bits and pieces. Uh, I played last night against Tim Pierce, and Did you smash him. No, he, I, I, I died miserably. It was quite bad, but uh, no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> next time, gadget. Next time. I'll get you next time, gadget. Next time. But yeah. How about you, Chris? <laughs> Have we got time for it? <laughs> um, yes. This won't take long. Um, <laughs> lols. Okay, so Merry Christmas, everyone. I forgot. Merry I forgot. Christmas. I forgot to add stuff to the to the show notes, so I, I'll do a little switch over in a second. Right, so the full DVD set of all ten original cartoon turtles in the party wagon kind of uh, DVD set, which is amazing. Love that. The Mondo exclusive Michelangelo, which a little story with that. I went to um, to buy him on you know on their site. I was desperate to get him, and as soon as he went up, I went online, tried to buy him, and apparently he'd sold out in the seconds that he'd been up. And I was fuming. I was so upset. So I sent a tweet to Mondo just to say, I'm really, you know, I'm really sorry that I couldn't get hold of him. You know, just trying to be nice, but at the same time be like, you know, you should have made more of these. And they sent a tweet back saying, oh, no, don't worry, we haven't sold out. There's just an error with the website. So I was like, oh, Yay. brilliant. So I went from de- depressing to very happy very quickly. He's amazing. I'll put pictures up on their show notes of him. Yeah, moving on. Uh, carded Ninja Turtles dirt bag. <laughs> yes, they made a figure of Nick Wells. <laughs> then also, uh, he won't listen. Boxed Rolling Thunder that I was told was complete and is not complete. So there's an issue oh. there. Dear Lord, yeah. what's missing? Oh, what was, God, yeah. loads. Uh, the two Sorry. clips are broken where, that hold the missiles in place. The um, There's a missing... To both antennas at the back are missing. There are missiles yeah. missing. There's yeah. a gun missing that pl- clips onto um, some element of it somewhere. Yeah, so, and, yeah, so I was very kind of a bit angry with that. Uh, that's on Nick Roach, by the way. Also uh, boxed Terradrome, finally. So that's pretty cool. Cool. 
Although it was from the same person, so I don't want to open it just in case it's just a box of toilet tissue and uh, <laughs> a couple of severed penises or something. Um, I, sh- I should be able to help you out on a few of those bits. What the uh, severed penises and the, and the toilet yeah. tissue? <laughs> <laughs> they, they've, they've been on Dave's lips, Dave's lips all day. <laughs> Dave, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you'd made a mistake there, Eddie, but that you were actually trying to say lips, which was funny. Um, yes. Dave, that'd be awesome. Thank you, mate. If you yeah, can, yeah, no, uh, if 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 you can, just like I'll get, identify get the bits. Like, yeah, some pictures of Yojo to say these are the bits, and then I sh- I I should with a bit of luck. I know I've definitely got Rolling Thunder bits. I can come down again and root through them. You've not even seen any of that. Okay, so I'll <laughs> you need that, more then. than a weekend. Ignore that. Um, okay, moving on. You'll I've... probably spend another five hundred pounds, Dave, but we can laugh at him. That's true. Well, I did That'd spend good, another close to that, probably close to that, when I was there this farthest from with Dave. Really? So not with me, no. Well, it was it was in your shop. Yeah, but I didn't get anything from that. That was um, that was all sure. <laughs> okay, you got some money from me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, you're right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, moving <laughs> Two on. Two um, Yeah. Uh, the all of the Action Force videos that I managed to I managed to get to uh, turn into DVDs. So again, thanks to Bill Ledson for hooking me up with that kind of that that you know op- option. Um, so they're all back now in DVD form, which is great. Um, and also I've returned the old ones to Andrew Mortimer via Dave in a bag. So sorted. Yeah. Um, Star Wars Battlefront on Xbox One, which was very cool. It's good, isn't oh, it? Yeah, it is. The only thing yeah. I'm a bit upset about is, is I'm a bit of a campaign kind of guy. I like to have little story, like, you know, the movie story things to go yeah. through. I think there's going to be downloadable content after the film has run its course. But I think, um, yeah, it's still it's still fun doing the missions and doing the online stuff's fun. So um, if, it, if, if you had a, a pop of the speeder bike, yeah, the speeder bikes are amazing. <laughs> When it's, I first, when hard, I first, though, dude, when I first did that, I was probably hitting the exploding like every as I'd get like about two yards yeah, and crash yeah. into something. It's brilliant, isn't it? Good. Though, I yeah. love the mechanics of that, and I love the X-wing and the Tie Fighters fight in the canyon. The, oh the, my the, god! <laughs> the canyon bit. All I seem to do is is crash within seconds. It's so um, hard, but it's fun at the same time, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the hardest one I found actually was the 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 speeders, the Hoth ones. The um, yeah, those ones I find really hard to control because there's a lot, there's a long kind of turnaround to actually turn around. <laughs> it's like a big turning circle, isn't it, to kind of get back into position and stuff. Um, but it is, it is super cool. Yeah, it's a great game. Right, I'll say it. Yeah, so that they've got that. Uh, a little haul from the which con was this? This was the Brighton con. Uh, I got a Junior Tyrannosaurus Rex box, Jurassic Park, and the Jungle Explorer boxed, beautiful condition, and I'm I'm very close to completing my whole run of Jurassic Park figures now. I got four of the Wacky Action Turtles on card. I got a massive volcano monster in my pocket, <laughs> <laughs> lols, um, oh, yeah. kind of set as well, which is fantastic. The Evolution of the Stormtrooper four pack, Black Series, the Hoth Stormtrooper. Or the Hoth Trooper and Black Series, Poe Dameron, uh, Phasma, and uh, the Emperor's Wrath Darth. And also, I thought I'd go back and get the Luke Skywalker in Stormtrooper Disguise Black Series one because I hadn't. The only time I've got Black Series is since jumping on at Force Awakens stuff. So I'm kind of going back and getting some of the old stuff now. 
Uh, oh, and a Deadpool sixth scale sideshow, which is just brilliant. He is so cool and comes with the coolest accessories as well. You can come and put like the comic speech bubbles and stuff around him, and so it's, it's amazing. As Eddie mentioned earlier on, it was my birthday, so I got a few bits for my birthday as well, including, and I'll, I'll mention these two because it's kind of relevant. But a Boba Fett t-shirt, which I wore for the Force Awakens uh, premiere from Dead Gent, thanks to Fan. Uh, an Action Force lunchbox and flask inside from Andrew Fenner. That was nice of him. Gay! <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and Call of Duty Black Ops 3. So, you know, related. Andrew and Christopher sitting, sitting in, in a tree. B U M M I N G. Because, yeah. And then I got bonus presents from friends, which I th- I was amazing. Tracks. The masterpiece tracks, which I really like from um, from Mass at ID Gays and Boys. He stole it from my buddy Dan. He bought me a Black Series tie pilot, and I was what? like, "This is amazing! So nice of him!" Just like just out of the blue, um, and he said, "Because we're, we're both Star Wars, you know, we both like Star Wars," and he's a big fan of like the Tie Fighter, and he just bought that for me out of the blue, and I didn't have it. And he said, "You probably have this," and I said, "I don't." And thank you. Obviously, an awesome Bad Hair Day t-shirt from Mr. Inman, the uh, Chewy. Again, I'll put that on there too. Dave also bought me some stuff, but I had it already. So I yeah, stole hey. a bunch of other things from his shop that he has no idea I stole. Uh, so thanks for those, Dave. No worries. <laughs> I'm only kidding. And a Star Wars book, the complete vehicle cross-sections one from all of the films... Uh, from a buddy just again out of the blue which I thought was really lovely I did another little cheeky G.I. Joe haul as well from Gareth Bond I bought a boxed ice saber Cobra Pogo ballistic battle ball boxed uh, the ninja lightning cycle um, as well boxed that's really nice and then two more carded figures the version I'm gonna say four with the um, the trench knives on the chest you remember that one that got that carded um and the tiger force tripwire gi joe carded which is really nice too there's a couple of other things i just have to add the entertainment earth uh stormtrooper three pack with the one droid so it's the so it's a four pack but three stormtroopers i'm talking about two stormtroopers one tie fighter pilot and a droid one is the sand trooper the crimson stormtrooper lieutenant okthinko i don't know how to pronounce that and r2q5 dave how do you pronounce that oxixo Oxo Cube. Right, Lieutenant Oxo Cube. Um, oh, and I, I'm, this is a funny story. So I'm driving to see Nick at tw- In Demand Toys and Games, and he calls me and he says, Right, I'm on uh, an auction site and they're auctioning Turtles figures. Um, how much? Do-? And he just talked me through and he, would bi- he was bidding on my behalf on an online auction. So it was like Inception. It was the inception of auctions. And I managed to pick up for very good prices as well. I was really surprised at how cheap they were going. A carded Triceraton. Uh, these are all carded, just to save time. Usagi Ojimbo, Mutagen Man, Casey Jones, Scumbug, Muckman and Joe Eyeball, Metalhead, Panda Khan, Wingnut and Screwloose, Slash, and the Wacky Action Mauser. Um, so that was amazing, and I was really happy that Nick could do that for me. Uh, and of course, uh, they actually sound like a, uh, uh, the members of a nineteen eighties rock band. That was that was the entire band. Yeah, that was Jem. Really? That was Jem. I just described. Jem. 
Um, while I was at Fort Farthest From, I managed to tug in a massive amount of haulage. So um, we've got, thanks to Matt Booker for the Empire magazine with Kylo Ren figure attached. Um, I really wanted one of those and he managed to sell it to me for a trillion pounds. No, not really, just the cover that price he paid. Three Robin Hood figures from Dave, which I thought was lovely. Azim, uh, Little John and Robin Hood. So carded, amazing. That I, I might have, you might have seen it online on Chris McLeod book, but I posted the pictures yes. of the Operation Aliens um, kind of go back to going back to school sets, which I thought were hilarious, like the uh, the notepad and pencils and all that kind of stuff. They're great. A huge Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles haul of cards, games, poster books, comics. Really hard to get, like first rate friggin awesome original comics the adventures comics as well some more of those even though i've got a full run i've got some better versions of the ones i have actually from that guy's collection they were a beautiful condition panini sticker albums combine uh, graphic novels yeah just amazing haul of, of cool turtle stuff i'll put it all online so you can see a gi joe live the adventure game from dave's basement i was also given a prize for getting uh zero correct answers on the star wars quiz on purpose, may I add, and I will also post on the show notes all of my answers to those quiz questions. Is that all right, Dave? Can I do that? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. There are some, I mean, there are some swear words, so I'll just black out the swear words or something on the picture. And the prize I was given was an on-card, off-card, I think they know me very well, Eddie, um, Han Solo <laughs> from the Power of the Force line. Um, it's hilarious and beautiful at the same time. And I was, yeah, I was really made up. That was one of the, th I kind of actually was really made up in a stupid way. I also picked up a Blood for the Baron um, t-shirt from Dave. Uh, Red Shadows, one with Blood for the Baron on the back. I didn't realise it had that on the back. Uh, and an SAS t-shirt. Um, again, really pleased with those. What else did I get? Oh, loads of Action Force stuff from Dave. The Z-Force dart, the lance and the shaft. Lols. All boxed, right? All boxed. Just... And the whirlwind as well, yeah. All boxed, all really good condition. And the two battle packs, Dave, as well. Yeah. Uh, like the 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 SAS and the Space uh yeah, Space Force ones. And an action pack radar station action force carded as well, which is hilarious. Uh and some Rambo loose. So I got the the, the Forces of Freedom Jeep. The, the 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 machine gun that of the M60 which I've been looking for online for ages but there is n there was there's like one image which I only found out after I bought it I've been looking for ages for this thing and managed to get one in fairly decent nick it's just missing a few bits like the bullet belt and all that kind of stuff and also got three versions of Rambo one of them is a bootleg loose and it's hilariously awesome and on top of that the last but not least uh, the Force Awakens premiere, I picked up a tin for popcorn tin and a BB-8 cup. So that's and a poster that we were given free. That's it. That's all my stuff that I got in. It's been quite a big one again, but who cares? So now we'll move on to shout outs. Uh, of course, the usual names here, Nick and Mass, ID Toys, Boys, Games and stuff. Boss Fight Studio, as always. Any others, guys? Yeah. Uh... Yep. <laughs> What's on Joe's mind, as oh, always? Yes, um, yes, yes. Um, Justin um, Bell for posting our episodes on General's Joe's. 
McLeod book as well for uh, for uh, invigorating my day. Lols. With all the gay icon posts and everything else that these people seem to want to send you. So thank you, Chris, for that. Oh, the all the gays. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> I'll cut that out. Um, yeah. Uh, is any any more? Is that everybody? Uh, any shout uh, outs, Dave, for like the farthest from show or anything? Yeah, I was going to say from farthest from everybody who ha- helped out farthest from. So uh, Wayne, Carol, uh, Andrew, Jennifer, yourself, Chris, uh, Dave Shorter uh, for his incredible presentation, Gerald Home, who was uh, uh, the mime artist for Squidhead and uh, Mon Calamari Officer. The guys from the Vintage Rebellion podcast, Mark Newbold and Matt Booker uh, from um, uh, Jedi News. Then also Andrew Mortimer and Paul Sewell, who um, came along, but uh, uh, were at the Games Club last night and, and uh, were telling a very funny story for the their way that they saw Force Awakens. Uh, they saw it about four o'clock in the morning and there was uh, a guy from BBC Radio there literally interviewing everyone when they just want to see the film and literally the guy was at the by the sounds of thing the guy was literally at the front like commentating all the way up to the point when the film's starting and he's like there a long time ago and everybody's like shouting at the guy to like shut up no way <laughs> he's like live on the radio that's awesome but he was just like talking and like is like no the film has started shut up that <laughs> is know, so dumb isn't it <laughs> At about four in the morning. What did he expect? Like that is know, so but, stupid. And he's telling, he's telling people not to swear and stuff. Um, did um, so, did yeah. Andrew get his his videos back? By the way, he did. He picked it up yesterday. Brilliant. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, uh, yeah. Big shout. Thank you, Andrew. I hardly got to speak to him at farthest from. It was um, yeah. I, I yeah. So yeah. Big shout out to him. Uh, shout out to Larry for um, the cameo, which was uh, very very cool and unexpected. Russell. And, uh, to, 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 yeah, shout out to Russell Sheaf and to everybody else. Uh, a Merry Christmas. God bless us, everyone. Oh, and um, um, Jem. Uh, that brings us to the end of another great show. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed it. Thanks to Boss Fight Studio for their commander builds. And as always, thanks to Eggnog Inman <laughs> and Dave Baubles hanging from the Christmas tree for spreading Christmas joy all over everyone's faces. Have a lovely holiday break and we will see you in 2016 full frickin' foreskin. Yay! Yay. We are out, boys. So here it is. Merry Christmas. Everybody's having a bar. To the future now. It's only probably with your mum that's brilliant that's the best thing we could ever have done amazing we'll finish it there because that would be perfect for like the end you have lost action force lost we failed Goodbye and thank you for listening to The Full Force.